0: Spring split is over. Week nine is done, and 100 Thieves did it. They pulled off the highest. Yes, I know. It's a joke. And they've stolen first place from Echo Fox. There's so much to talk about as we head into playoffs in just a week. No break at all. And guess what? Speaking of 100 Thieves, we have Prollie on the show today. He's going to be talking to us about how he managed to somehow sneak his way into first place here at the very end. It's going to be such a fun show. I really like that guy, and maybe Mark is okay too. All that more coming up next. Hotline League is brought to you by. Open by HP. Well, we are here. It is episode, I believe, 18, if I'm counting correctly. I'm joined right now by my perennial host, co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark?
1: Pretty good. I had a relatively relaxing day. I even did a secret stream. Mark didn't say I was going to stream, and I played Monster Hunter on it. (laughs) Really? Did you you tweet it or anything? No, I didn't do anything. I just turned it on. Uh, someone posted it in one of like the offline TV discords, so it got up to like, 200, 300 for a little bit before dropping back down because I was not being very interactive or entertaining. Uh, and then I just turned it off and continued to play Monster Hunter after I got bored of talking to people.
0: How many offline discords are there? I don't know. I'm
1: not a part of any of them. Okay. I don't really... There, somewhere I'm not out there, there are person. hundreds of
0: people, and if you, you post a link to a stream, they come and watch it. You trying to weasel
1: your way in, Travis? You're not a part of Offline TV. Okay.
0: Who is who? I mean, at these this point in time, I feel like it's hard to figure <laughs> out who is and who isn't a part of Offline TV. I agree,
1: Travis. I I just agree
0: that is a problem. Mark Merrill, the newest member of Offline TV. <laughs> He's just
1: like shows up in a vlog and then yeah. it's like suddenly somehow in his Twitter bio, and I'm like Mark what the X fuck Pokey.
0: <laughs> that's the new ship I'm going for. That's the hottest thing. Maybe Mark X Toast. You know, Mark Merrill. I mean, I'm not Mark X. Zim- oh oh sorry yeah yeah, yeah that's right. what i thought you were I talking would, about i wouldn't ship you. <laughs> i wouldn't ship you with anyone, mark all right good because i'm taking oh good yeah jad is uh he's a lucky man all right uh let's talk a little bit about league of legends How oh, well how's yeah. your week been like besides all the the stream and everything oh, like how's yeah, your your, day. your professional week been going My professional week was fun. We had
1: a ten-game day. I thought, like, as it started, like, as we got into the second half, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna be awful." But it was pretty good. Like, all the games were fun. They were important. They were between good teams, so it was sick. Uh, And then, obviously, the whole ending of the split is fucking wild. That one through six are all separated only by one game, and we had to do five tiebreakers. And no one knows who's good anymore. No one knows how to vote on their ballots,
0: which are gonna be due pretty soon. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, like, we should actually
0: talk nightmare. about that. Um, yeah, it's a topic it that we can kind of talk about before uh probably comes on. But first, I want to say good job on the desk. Because I feel like, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the like Hotline League back in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, we had Dash on a couple weeks in, but even before then, you're like, yeah, we're going to try a bunch of different stuff with the desk, like, it makes a lot of sense that Jad is coming in and I remember some of the early reactions like I I remember back when you guys were like okay we're gonna talk about Bjergsen and kind of discuss you know whether or not he was good in this game or not and everyone was like well this analyst now everybody loves it they love the opening show and you've been getting nothing but love uh, throughout the yeah system. i mean
1: the bjergsen one was a little understandable because people didn't know that the desk was supposed to be different so i think there's a reaction to that as well as the fact that i don't think we really nailed that segment i think all of us were like after we finished it we're like how did that come across probably not well and then we went on a social media and it was like yep didn't come across well
0: yeah
1: um so we knew we didn't quite hit the mark on that one but then after that i felt like we've really been finding our stride more and more and it's a lot of fun especially the countdown like we just do so much ridiculous shit i think uh all of us feel like we uh, hit exactly what we were aiming for. Not that we can't do better, but just like, this is what we are hoping.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I've really enjoyed it. Like I find myself in the past, we, I mean, we talked about this, I think at the end of last year, and I, I think I've given this feedback to, to other people in the past. Like I had no problem getting up and leaving the room to go outside to, to film an interview whenever the analyst desk came on, but more and more, I find myself like sort of like sticking around because some segment is really funny or interesting or whatever. And I, I, I think it's been, it's been quite fun. So congrats thank on you, that. Senor. What? So thank you, senor. Yeah. Uh, For me, I know you're not going to ask me. You never do, but I'll tell you anyway, how my week went. But, That's well, why I don't
1: ask It's because I know you're going to. It me went anyways. well, Mark.
0: I was at Austin for South by Southwest. Oh uh, yeah. I saw you on a picture on stage with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Steve and I did a thing actually. Um, a lot of those, I go to a lot of these panels. A lot of them are fun. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy talking about esports. Uh, but the the one with Steve, I think, was particularly fun because in the like under normal circumstances. So I also did one with Sam Matthews, the founder of Fanatic. On the next day, I think that was pretty good. But I really enjoyed the one with Steve, partly because I got, normally they're just like, hey, we need somebody to talk to some people about monetizing esports content or about uh, drafting players or players' rights or anything like that. You're the moderator, go. This time, uh, I got to kind of work with Steve on coming up with the the title. And quite frankly, Steve was just sort of like, make it whatever you want. and trusted me. And so I it was the trials and tribulations of running an esports team. So instead of just being like, oh, yes, what do you think about the future of esports? I was able to be like... Talk to me about how you started this team, and shortly thereafter, Doublelift kicked you off your roster. Whatever you were a player on your own team, <laughs> yeah. And like it was, it was actually really fun. We talked about uh, a whole lot of stuff, and like him sort of going through this process of trying to make it work. And I actually think it was really cool. So shout out to everybody who showed up. I think I really enjoyed it, and shout out to Steve as well. It was, it was a big highlight for me. Um, but yeah, South by Southwest was fun. I really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, um,
2: that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Any difficulties with the
1: flights, you know, travel, get sick? No,
0: did not get sick. Uh, Actually, everything was fine. I had a very, I came back Saturday morning. The only downside was I came back Saturday morning because I had a panel on Friday and didn't want to fly out super late Friday night. Um, So I flew back at, I had a 7 a.m. flight out of Austin. So 5 a.m. West Coast I took off, which meant I was like up at 3 a.m. West Coast. And then I had uh, LCS interviews to do Saturday. So that was a little exhausting. Um, you know, the only complaint I will lodge about my weekend was one, as fun as it is for games to get, for us to have 10 games, it sucks to get content because teams don't want to do interviews when they have another interview later in the day. And then I I left early because essentially one manager came up and was like, yeah, the players are going to be done at like 10 o'clock. They're going to be exhausted because they'll have been here for 10 hours. They still have to do like feature interviews with right afterwards. Like it's probably not going to happen. Like okay, well that sucks. So I just left after uh, interviewing Nate Shot, and then um, also a little, I'm curious on your take on this. Like, FlyQuest, I request an interview with Wild Turtle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: FlyQuest declines. Huh? Get get me out of here. Is that not a good enough reason? Golden Guardians request an interview with the head of Golden Guardians. Your boy. <laughs> My boy Hunter Lee. Yeah, your boy. Interview declined. I'm just sort of like, what? FlyQuest Golden Guardians, like you guys need some fans, it's good exposure. It's the end of the split, you know. And 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 uh, Hunter's defense, he told me that if I'd asked for a player, he would give it. But like, I I don't. They they just lost in a pretty embarrassing way. I think it's much more interesting to recap with the person who's been running it. So. I don't know. I just, uh, it's just annoying to me whenever... like The thing is, I, I like doing those interviews. I want to provide them. It's not like those are make-it-or-break-it interviews for my YouTube channel. I do it because I yeah. want these teams to get more exposure. Um, and so whenever that doesn't happen, it's kind of frustrating.
1: Yeah, especially for teams that have something to answer for. And maybe they don't want to do it right now because they're like, oh, well, it's all up in the air, blah, blah, blah. And they'll just regurgitate that six times. So I can understand... Maybe not right now, but it still would be nice to be like you know, thoughts on your season now that it's over, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I, I, I feel know. you.
0: That was that was the only issue there. Um, I think yeah, probably hasn't messaged me yet. Uh, but as uh, but that was my week. Um, I think why don't we go ahead and and do a quick chat about the sponsor before uh, probably comes on the show. So we got uh, that out of the way. Not that I would ever want to. Get them out of the way because guess what Owen by HP Super awesome. Love these guys saw uh, saw a bunch of uh, the guys that work on their stuff at South by Southwest and I cannot Marks have open the keyboard you can tell he's been using it since last week uh, Here, Really great. a little bit more progress. Yeah he's, he's had a busy week, so he only got halfway to opening it I don't really know how I'm supposed to And really by thing. the way woman. This is this is the oh. value that you get oh, from yeah. this show Oh, yeah, it's out of the box now. Well, I use their stuff, and I've been using it. I brought their, the computer uh, to South by Southwest with me. You know what? We're Mark, at this point. We'll, we'll get it. A Mark's little bit doing later a on he's doing show. an unboxing video live across multiple of... episodes. That's yeah, we're over weeks. The week. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just such a great product. You want to
1: savor it. You know, you yeah. can only unbox this thing once, so I'm going to do it
0: over the course of a month. Exactly. I appreciate that. Uh, last week, you guys saw, saw me open up the. what is this this thing like a 35 inch monitor, curve monitor? It's been amazing. I've been using it for this week. Played some video games on it. You can see I bet Monster much. Hunter would look good on it. What's that? So I bet Monster Hunter would look good on it. Monster Hunter probably would. Slay the Spire looks great on it. Um, well, how, how can Slay the Spire look great <laughs> on anything? No, but actually, it's, it's pretty cool to see uh, how much you can see when you have, like, a curved uh, widescreen monitor. You, actually, there's a link in the Twitch description if you guys want to check it out. I'll, I'll put one in the YouTube description, too, but I use their computer uh, with me at South by Southwest. Uh look, I, I know you guys have heard me say this before, uh, but it's super cool that they sponsor the show. They they sponsor everything from Overwatch League to the um, so, like, grassroots shows like this they make it possible. Uh Mark has been paid in the past. Have I? Yeah, what I I paid you. I haven't
1: You invoiced you.
0: me. <laughs> <laughs> I, paid you I like two weeks you. ago.
1: I know I invoiced you. I just didn't bother checking to see if I actually the got it. The ongoing
0: money. saga, if you haven't been paying attention to this before, is that uh, Owen pays me. Obviously, the uh, show's sort of what I run the show from a business perspective. Then I pay Mark it's my co-host. Uh, Mark, in past episodes, he complained about how he gotten, hadn't gotten paid by me. But I mentioned that Oman pays both of us. I've now paid him because he finally got the paperwork in. Hopefully, by next episode, he'll have checked his bank account and realized... I think I sent it to you on Venmo. You know, I think I got an email, and I just... You might have, get... like, a giant amount of money, because, by the way, they treat us well, in your
1: your Venmo account, uh, just waiting for you to... I also do rent on there, so I probably have, like, a couple thousand dollars yeah. in my Venmo. Okay,
0: yeah, you probably do. Because right? I think when I sent you money, I saw that Josh had sent you money recently, too. Yeah. All right, well, we'll we'll double-check that later, but... They do make it possible for Mark and I to do this show and to do it as a profitable situation, which is very nice of them. Uh, like I said, it's, it's super cool they sponsor this. They've been in the gaming space for a couple of years now. They really value uh, the competitive community and want to support esports. They know that it's an area where there's a ton of people that are passionate. And uh, I just really, really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, when I worked at big media companies, Oftentimes, it was like, how are we going to figure out who to come in and sponsor the stuff? These guys came. I talked to them. They talked to me. They they are fans of the show. They're fans of the work that I do. Uh, they, I'm sure are fans of Mark and his slow unboxing series over the course of the Hotline League. And, uh, and so I just... Yeah, let me know if they don't like that, by the way. If there's anything I'm doing and they're like, hey, we would like it
1: if you stopped acting like a jackass with our product. Yeah. They've you know, been that's... trying
0: to get you off the show for a while, Mark. They're just,
1: they're just like <laughs> now. Is that a result of how I'm working with the product? No,
0: no, no. This is general. They're like he seems like oh, a negative okay. guy. He shows up late to the show. Like it just can we just get this guy off the show? Yeah, it's all your your bite. That's why people tune in? But... Yeah. One thing I like about them, by the way, I've, these these commercials of these ads have gotten more and more lax as time has gone on in terms... Not lax as in how... Are we, we still in the commercial? We value them, yes. <laughs> not lax in how we value them, but uh, very, you know, talking, joking, casually. It's super nice. They have they're they like it. I think they like the show. I mean, I know they like the show. They talk about it, and so uh, thank you so much to Omen by HP. If By the way, uh, if you guys can just do me a big favor, follow them on Twitter. Omen by HP, that's their Twitter account. Uh, tweet them a thanks for supporting the show. Tell them uh, that you appreciate uh it that's that's super super helpful uh to us cuz it it helps them notice that you guys are are watching and that you you appreciate their support so thanks so much I'll put their uh their twitter in the twitch uh, chat right now and now we move on we move on uh it looks like Prawley is ready it says got it bro hey move me bro I see him in general, too. Okay, I moved him in. Oh, well, now his mic's not going to work, and we're about to blow everyone's ears out. Yeah, well, he needs to... Yeah, he can unmute. I'm going to go to, uh... Does he know about the Skype setup? I'm going to go to a different... Does he have lights ready? Oh, I think Gabriel was supposed to help him with that. Hello, Prawling. Hello. Welcome.
4: Welcome. Myself.
0: You're <laughs> You're welcoming yourself to my show?
4: Yeah, I'm proud of myself for showing up here.
0: Yeah, that's good. I'm proud of you too. I'm uh, calling you right now on on oh Skype. Oh my God! Can you when can you a- answer the Skype call and unmute yourself
2: on Skype? Hey, that looks pretty good. Hello. Hello. Can you mute yourself on Skype? Yeah, I did that. Yeah. What am I saying? Yeah, I hope you guys heard that. What did he, he say? I didn't hear it.
4: My set shits on yours.
1: I thought he said something about sexist shit. I don't know. He said your your set
2: shits on ours. Just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. I think he said I, I like sexist shit. Time. Can I crash your camera, Travis?
0: What? Hold on. I need I to get
2: home in time. Can I crash your
0: Oh, if is- you get home, yes, you can. But only if you Dude, bring how me crazy
2: a... Would it be when you go live, I crash crawlies. Go home and then crash yours. Mm.
0: Yeah, bring me a yellow vitamin water. Also, can you... Is is uh, Gabe still there? Yeah, Gabe, Gabe's here. Can he uh, check and make sure your Discord is using your actual microphone? Can you check my Discord to make sure it's using the right microphone? I think if you. Because apparently
4: right. I I can't do that kind of stuff, you know. I don't have the have brain. Have you used a computer
0: before? It, it sounds it sounds not like a great microphone, but. Uh, yeah. it, is. Yeah, it could just district. not
4: be the microphone, you know, or it could just be a bad mic, bro. Uh,
0: careful,
2: sponsors watch this. This one is perfect, though.
4: It's not working. No, they they're just making fun of my my quality.
2: It's not good.
0: It's Man, not. Mark. It sounds like it's using something else. I think
4: it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Travis is just a oh,
0: stickler. uh Mark says that Travis just sucks. Um. Just sucks. Does Gabe know yeah, to bring me a yellow vitamin water when he gets home? Oh, Travis wants a yellow vitamin water. Pur- actually, he said purple. Purple's better. No, no, if yellow. My vitamin water. I'm legitimately crashing. Yes, okay. he can. If yeah, he Marks. he'll he can come and crash it if he gets me the yellow vitamin water. Hey, can yeah. you? Can so he said the purple that? vitamin water. Yellow, only. yellow, yellow.
1: Hey, can you send Gabe over here to make my lights better? I think there's a, a white balance okay, issue with my a webcam. <laughs> and I want I want this light to look more red than orange.
4: And and you gotta go help Mark too, apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think the white tell him the white balance is off of my webcam. I need him to
4: Hey, right, he's he's leaving me now.
0: Fuck. Alright. Well, and with that terrible experience, is on the show. What? <laughs> Am I super loud to you for some reason? No, no, no.
4: Like, you're really quiet, but everything else on my computer is super loud. So every okay. time I click something, it explodes my ears. Okay. Well, I'm just not going to touch my computer. I'm looking
0: forward to the pain and agony that you'll experience <laughs> throughout this episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be oh. really great. All right. Well, Sorry, welcome great. to the show, Prawley. This is Hotline Yay. League. Do you know so, how the show works? This is the
4: entirety of it. Wow. It's, I like how it works. It's working great. Okay,
0: no, see. I don't know how it works. You gotta, you gotta let me know. Okay, Mark, you wanna to explain to him and also to the audience how it works?
1: Yeah, so uh, the way this works is we have a Discord set up. If you guys wanna join it, I'm posting it now in Twitch chat, spamming it there. You're gonna join that, and there's gonna be audio and text channels. You're gonna to need to join one of the general voice channels, general or general two, and then you're gonna put your hot takes. In the general text channel so that way I can sift through those figure out ones that we want to talk about I'll pull you into a waiting room if I pick you we'll go through a little mic test and then we'll bring you on to talk about whatever it is you were talking about so this is a guest driven show uh obviously since Crowley's on here and hundred thieves just made a bit of a miracle run to first
0: probably be a lot of talking about that shit
4: miracle that's what we needed
0: well, I let's mean, yeah. So while we're getting what questions, would you, what sounds would you so
4: dramatic.
1: What, what would you call your run, if not miracle? Expected <clears> run, fully
4: expected.
0: <laughs> you, you expected in the very last minute to win in a is this big tiebreaker scenario? Get first.
4: Yeah. Well, it also required FlyQuest to beat C9 as well, so that was already already in the works.
0: Yeah. Okay. Could you describe how it was in the works?
4: No, because. in people it won't work next time, maybe so okay. i need to keep it. that's my own trade secret you know
0: yeah i uh, no i've been Keating turning down i don't first. know why he sounds okay to me but i i twitch chat is coaching me uh to shut you up um so probably you joined yes. we we haven't had a chance to interview i talked to Nate shot instead of you because he'll get me more views but uh there was Smart. you 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 joined uh n a l. c s this year Um, and you, I seemingly have performed, uh, H2K, did H2K ever finish first in the regular split?
2: Yep, we did it in spring 2016.
0: Okay. Either way, you only accomplished it once while you were over there. You've already done it in your first split here. Uh, you feeling pretty good about the roster you built and your decision to come over here and all that?
4: Yeah, I'm ready next year, going to Korea, and we will shoot for first in regular season over there, and I can complete the triangle
2: um, what about
0: china Is it... that would make it a play rectangle.
4: too aggressive for me to want to coach over there <laughs> <laughs> like they, they do too many things that i'm like why does this work i don't i just don't understand it sometimes I,
1: yeah i watched a game where they literally just fought bottom over and over with no wards set up and just completely pretending a jungler didn't exist and the jungle came every single time
4: yeah, yeah it's like this weird I don't know, it's a weird zone where everyone, like, handshakes, like, hey, we're just going to fight and just no one remember where the jungler is and don't worry about warding or, like, fighting for power spikes. Like, team comp maybe doesn't matter. Let's just, like, you go here, we'll match it always. So that kind of style, I don't know if I could get behind.
0: Uh, For real, though, how important was it for you to get... uh, Because you were in a a situation where you guys had basically secured your buy and then you had this, uh, this... Tie match between you and Equifax. Match breaking. What? What? Uh, tiebreaker yeah. match between you and Equifax. How important was it for you guys to get first in your mind?
2: Uh I don't know. It kind of just
4: happened. It, it was really like, I don't know. When you go to LCS, you just want to be winning. So regardless of what seeding it got us, like that really wasn't like a motivating factor. It was more of like we're here at LCS, and I just don't want to lose. Yeah. So we just kind of kept playing it game by game, and by the end of it, we were like, "Sweet, it ends up being first place." But it could have been for sixth place, and we would have had like the exact same approach.
0: Yeah, Mark, I've been looking for your tweet that I can retweet. You haven't
2: put it out there. Yet.
1: What? Oh, sorry. I was I got distracted because I was I was about to do it right when. You told me to intro the the thing to everybody, and uh, then yeah. I stopped. Doing okay. it, and then I
0: started pulling guests. I don't need excuses, just results. Uh, do you have any? Well, then I will not perform. Do you have any? You must take my excuses. <laughs> do you have any questions for uh, probably yourself before we get into the calls?
5: Um,
1: you know, I think a lot of the callers I've seen and what I would expect will will handle a lot of the questions I have. Um. But if not, I'll just bring them up at some point if it
0: feels close enough to whatever the caller was talking about. Okay, that sounds good. You know, I I'm
1: trying d- to give Bip the callers the chance to shine.
0: Didn't you mention at one point in time, Prawley had said to you guys that your tier list of hundred for hundred thieves was was poor? Did this happen, Prolly? Huh? What? At the start of the show, you said something like Prolly yelled at you. No, shame. I said
1: I, no, no, no. I said someday I tweeted out today. Oh yeah. About the tier list, and uh, I said okay. I it so. was funny. <laughs> I assume it was like mostly in good fun. I don't know. Maybe he is nah, salty. I don't know. He
4: hates you, and everyone on 100 Thieves hates you now.
1: That's okay. <laughs> I don't talk to players very much anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, well, I think there's probably a reason you don't talk to them. They don't, they don't mind. Hey, well, no I guess,
1: I guess keep... that they don't talk to me very much anymore. Yeah. The truth comes out. Yeah. We now understand I'm really why. lonely. <laughs> where's the where's the Hundred Thieves house problem?
4: <laughs> Come over anytime, baby.
0: Alright. Well, before this gets even more heated, let's uh let's ring in some callers. Uh I do have some some folks to shout no, out. No, I'm tweeting now. I don't have time. To okay, it's fine. I need to Stall there's like a whole chain movie. of people I need to shout out. So starting with Great. uh uh my PS uh Nizzy2K11, Dr. Manhattan Resub says, feels good. Thanks for featuring me a couple of weeks ago. I made his hungover morning. Last Caress 77. Uh Cletus Bigsby. OPTSM fan says, I'm glad to continue supporting your show as well as pay for Mark's food. Uh Kappa. Continue to put out great content. And keep it going. I love Prolly, by the way. Mark is so funny. Travis the Unknown subbed. Harrison 951027. Eugene. Eugene. MetaLife. die. Cryptos, cryptosia uh Flushed Hand, Mellow Jello, OPTSM fan, I know this list is long, I'm waiting, Mark normally cuts me off, uh, D Tricks 42 Danagram, Russell the Muscle, and Crow Beep Boop. It says, here's some money to keep the creditors at bay. Thanks. It takes everything I can to keep those creditors at bay. While we're waiting, probably... How is that you- your bed behind you? It is, yeah. Is it entice you
2: yeah
0: is that a comfy giant couch behind you that's my bed oh really you sleep on the couch <laughs> oh yeah i don't have a room all right Well, oh, i'm sorry rico suave is on the show rico suave if i recall your are call- you're calling from new york yes yes and you are a twitch sub so thanks so much for that uh what did you uh what did you want to talk about on the show today
6: Um, I have two questions for Farley. I guess to start, first one I want to ask is, um, you think it's harder to coach an NA or an EU? Because, you know, everybody's always shitting on EU, how terrible they are. And then when you go to North America, it's like you can't be successful unless you have, like, imports from, like, Korea or something.
4: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's just, like, different strengths. Like, I think I, I talked about it one time biggest difference that i've noticed is in a scrims no one will ever forfeit ever you'll be like 20 kills a zero and you'll play the game out until that team eventually closes it uh, in eu it's like much more lenient if you're like up like two or three k at 10 minutes which is a pretty big lead uh games normally just end very quickly or they forfeit um and are you talking about that, scrims or yeah in scrims okay so like in terms of coaching, that's kind of like the only thing that's kind of tricky because those are both like opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of how you approach games. Like do you play them out or do you just forfeit? It's like there should be more of a balance. Um, other than that, everything is pretty similar, really. Like uh, I guess another um, difference is the players really care about mechanics in EU a lot more where like NA teams are... This is the only NA team I've coached. But these players are much more concerned with like how the game's played or like macro stuff, as opposed to like what happened in this like trade or this two v two stuff like that.
6: And I, I would assume that um, you would enjoy EU a little bit better because I remember you being interviewed by Travis about um, how it was a little hard for you to kind of like I guess coach 100 teams since most of them are already veterans, and it sounds like you kind of got used to like training like. Fresh new, I guess, players. Was it yeah? Was it more difficult,
0: probably, because he's referencing in the interview that you did with me like halfway through the split, right before you guys like started to lose games. uh, You had said like, oh yeah, training these or coaching these guys is a little different because they've all been playing for a while and Mm -hmm. uh, they all have their own ideas on how things should go. So it's kind of like figuring out how all these ideas work together. Um, which I at the time I interpreted as like, okay, like, you know, Aphromo Medios, like these guys all have Ryu, they all are like, I know how to play this game. We need you to do this. And it was, you know, kind of a difference in opinion. So I think that's what he's asking is how hard is it? Was it more difficult coaching 100 Thieves because of the fact that you had a lot of veterans who all had their kind of different, different ideas and different reasons?
2: Um, I would say it's not like completely harder or anything
4: like that it's just very different like with the veterans and coaching them it's more about like breaking bad habits and when i approach something new it's a lot easier because they already have kind of a better base uh, to like understand the game so if i coach like a new player it's like they don't have any bad habits to break but also if i want to coach something new to them like they don't have any like precedent set of like how the game's played so I have to like start from the very beginning. So it's it's just a give and take. It's just very different, and it took me a bit to kind of figure that out because I'm much more used to just like going over the like standard of the play and then going through it and it being kind of accepted. But these guys had like a much different like the habit of how they played the game. So I had to kind of like mold from that as opposed to mold just from like like understanding the game.
0: Um. Do you? Uh, you said uh, probably that. And na during scrims teams just play it out. Uh, Mark, I remember a couple of years ago this wasn't the case. Like I heard uh, that teams would like you get a bad engage at the beginning and people would be like, "All right, remake the scrim, whatever." I don't know, you know, if this lines up with when you were coaching, but I'm kind of curious. Is this this is the first time I've heard that that mentality has really changed?
1: uh yeah i would say when i coached it wasn't so excessively bad that like you couldn't get through a scrim but there'd be plenty of games where like you would fuck up a level one and those would almost always get like remade if it was anything like more than some summoners or a first blood so like if you ever like got two man invaded and you all died and lost your buff and usually like a lot a lot of the players especially the junglers were like go next don't want to play this out um, in some like early games, you know, you would FF at 10, because it's just like this is over. So I think uh, that was pretty, I wouldn't say w- it was definitely maybe a little excessive, where it's like, well, you guys got to learn how to play because these kind of things might happen. There's probably too much forfeiting, but uh, yeah, this is the first that I've heard a lot that like now maybe overcorrected and no one forfeits. I don't know.
4: I mean, I think um, when I played in NA, it was. Like the way it was in you. where I, I definitely remember playing like level ones like five or six times in a row. Cause oh, yeah. The level oh, one yeah. would go wrong and they'd remake it, but they wouldn't change the level one, mind you. They would literally do the exact same play over and over again and just like see if maybe they'd win it this time. Um, so CLG
1: in particular would just like do the same invade on you.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember it like C9 with like high and medios. Yeah. They would literally just like run into us 24 7. And we just had to keep remaking the scrim. Um, Yeah, that's definitely not the case now. So there's definitely a balance in this where it's like, yeah, you shouldn't just forfeit. But there's also something like, if the game is super twisted, it's probably hard to play it
6: out correctly. Yeah. Rico, you said you had a
0: second topic you want to talk about?
6: Yeah, um, I was actually curious to know, like, what is your secret to coaching? It definitely has nothing to do with when you were playing the LCS. but. like I've literally followed you when you were coaching in H2K. You got like a no offense to the players, a bunch of like nobodies when they were playing. Um, uh, Yarnin, um, Kasing, Ryu, Oh the One Day, I think that was the jungler. Yeah. And like you got them far. Like what is it? Like what is? It, I guess what's your secret to coaching? Like whatever you're doing, you're doing great. Like you have like a Great coaching record, and I honestly believe you're very, very underrated.
1: Well, I guess I would like to tag on another question. There. do you agree that those guys were nobodies?
6: Well,
4: I think we were all nobodies at that point. I think Ryu was kind of the only popular one, yeah. but like people knew Odo from like Challenger because he was like a really competitive player. Same thing with like Kharne and stuff. But pretty much everyone on that team, other than Ryu, wasn't really well known. Like I mean, Zing this was a time when hyped. like
0: XPeke and all those guys were still in the league, right?
2: Yeah. So it's it's sort of of a little
0: bit as unknowns compared to like the popularity that you saw on like Fnatic and all that.
4: Yeah. I mean, at that time, like I was still like pretty unknown. I mean, people knew me in in NA because I gave really dumb interviews with some kid with glasses. Um,
0: I don't know if I had glasses. (laughs) Travis described as a
1: kid. It's so funny to me because he looks like 45, (laughs) especially (laughs) since the beard. And like, I can't imagine him anymore looking young. Thanks,
0: Mark. Yeah, he's, he's a dad no now. I that's not true. I'm still in my twenties. Uh probably, what is your secret? Uh his his question, Rico's question is okay, you've you've shown that not only can you win with a team of veterans, but you can also win with sort of a, a new team of, of non veterans. You've had a lot of success as a coach. Like what is it that you think is allowing you to, to have such success?
4: Well, we haven't had success yet on 100 these. Like, getting first, that's awesome, but we still have a long way to go.
0: I mean, you've had success uh, for the, your window of time. Nine weeks yeah, and you're ending okay, up first, fair. like, that's that's not a bad bad record.
4: Um, I definitely don't think there's a big secret or anything like that, but I would say one really important thing that was kind of a turning point from when I was a player to when I became a coach um, was my, like, willingness to be wrong and be, like, a happy about being wrong. Like, uh, as a player, I was like competing a lot. So when I was wrong, I'd always like kind of defend myself or fight for what I thought. But as a coach, it's like really exciting to be wrong because it's just, you're going to be learning more. And it also opens up the window where now your players should be more comfortable admitting they're wrong because they see you being wrong all the time. So as long as there's a balance, obviously, where you're not just saying stupid things all the time and being wrong all the time, um, but being comfortable with like. Changing your opinion and kind of when you're in a discussion, looking to understand as opposed to looking to change their mind.
0: Yeah. As a follow-up so, to this, before we move on to to the next caller, um, I'm kind of curious. What I actually don't know this, and I assume because I think a lot of people think of coaches as as kind of one of two, right? Where you are either like a systems person and somebody who can kind of help figure out how to make your players all talk to each other and lead good conversations and stuff. Then you also have the coaches that are like, here's like the genius way that we're going to draft. Here's how we're going to like outplay the other people. Here's how I'm going to like sub in this person strategically and, and, you know, upset this thing, you know, on that spectrum, like, where do you see yourself?
4: Mm, I'm definitely more towards like, yeah doing the right thing strategically like we're playing the right way or drafting the right way playing the right champions um but like there's no way you can omit like communication from coaching like that's that's something that goes into strategy because like it doesn't matter if you have this like crazy complex thing if you don't know how the players need to talk about it in game so yeah. i think those are like really married to each other you can't separate like communication and strategy um and i'd say i'm I guess i guess that's kind of it right like wait what was, what was the whole question what was the other thing
0: it was just basically yeah you can either and in my mind i think a lot of people excuse me consider coaching to be either like systems and like emotional support and like hey like this is why i know you're having a tough time right now player like here's how you're gonna get through this or whatever i kind of think of it as almost like weldon versus like Reaper. In a way, um, and sort okay. of like the difference, you know, like those are wildly different people who are going to have wildly different effects on the team, uh, but both of them could be considered a coach in their own right.
4: No, yeah, I think the emotional support of coaching is definitely my weakness, which is why I have like Matt Edwards, our performance coach, he's really awesome. Um, he's he's there because I know like this is something I don't handle very well. Because when it comes to work, it's kind of like I don't know, just. Do your job and do it better so if something's like preventing that from happening on like the emotional side i don't know how to handle it well because like i just don't have the exercises or the tools that like yeah a professional would have um when it comes to like yeah dealing with like stress or like emotions like i can do things on a very basic level with that like how it pertains to like competition but like over a long period of time like we have to play for like eight months together there's going to be a lot more like emotional issues that like I'm just not capable of handling. So I definitely need that kind of support from my coaching staff because that's, yeah, I'm not that kind of coach.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, so speaking about coaching staffs and, and coaching a little bit, um, of course the head coach often functions a little bit like a figurehead for the entirety of the coaching staff. So I understand that this question isn't all about you, but I'd like to ask uh, since we don't get much clarity into coaching like how much of the struggles that you guys had to overcome in the middle of a split when you guys were losing games a fair amount and it didn't feel like you had a clear play style like how much of that problem solving would you say rested on the coaching staff versus the players because uh, I think a lot of people will look at the kind of turnaround you guys had and say like wow probably really fixed some fucking problems on this team (laughs) and like do you think you deserve a lot of credit for that? I know the the nice PR thing to say is like, yeah, the players did a lot too, but like, do you think there were not like other coaches in the league who could solve that problem the way you did?
2: And like that kind of question. Um,
4: Well, it's not a PR thing to say the players did a lot because I actually had to get help from the players because this is like the, the issues were like, yeah, pretty hard to solve. And it wasn't like I could be an outsider and just like fix them um because they weren't yeah they weren't systematic like dude we just need to you know play level one's better and then our team is better so it wasn't like a really easy systematic approach so it was really like we had to handle a lot of things at the same time um so i definitely had to ask for help from the players so i definitely give them a lot of credit because i had to ask them to help me out with solving this kind of issue because it's just like the whole team kind of thing like cohesion Is a really hard thing to solve just by one person. And I'm definitely not a coach that has to do everything by himself and like control the whole situation um, because I want to win in the end. So getting to that win, I'll do whatever it takes to get there. So if that means I have to ask for help, I'm going to be doing that.
0: Hey, thank you so much, Rico, for calling in. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thank Thank you very much. Have a good one. Uh, Probably your your red lights died.
2: In your, uh your room yeah mark also your you're you're echoing
1: i am no, i travis is yeah i'm I'm hearing travis while well, probably's talking
2: i don't know if probably's hearing that too hmm. i don't here i'll try to turn it down yeah, yeah, okay so i'm not gonna sure? touch this light because i don't know how to use it okay that's
4: fine
1: no we can spend 15 minutes of you trying to fix that light. don't worry about it
4: <laughs> it's a, now i'm
0: just blue right blue's a happier yeah. color mark or? are we okay you're not That's meeting impressive.
1: your team colours. Yeah, it
2: sounds better now, Travis. Okay, thank you. I'll
0: probably have uh, for the
2: next caller if you are uh if you're good. You want me to go get the next caller.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, we have uh I think I said already D-trix two, but just in case uh not. Uh, there is Rocket Orange, which sound, who called in before, and by the way, he sounds so much like Rocket Mortgage. We talked about that before. So. I like this name already. Yeah, Rocket, <laughs> Rocket Orange. Rocket Mortgage Gaming re- House. Resubbed uh, since I was busy, but I literally got somebody to cover the rest of my shift because it's prolly Wow, that's probably People are are getting people to cover their shifts just so they could watch live. Uh, Cerubix <laughs> has resubbed. Uh, Ky- Kyrix, we- I Am The Train, Mar 2586, and Naked Homeless Man. Recept, what a great name! Uh, oh next wait, up should on I be the
4: show, watching this show on Twitch right now?
0: If, if you want
1: to, Twitch chat is—you know—it's Twitch chat. Is that the cool thing
0: to do? It, well, you'll get distracted. I think Twitch chat. I, is I respond with sometimes. Savages thing—they they don't. You'll just—it's it, always like, been a pro player before. I think he can handle Twitch chat. Yeah, I just—I look at it. I feel like I'm in some post-apocalyptic movie or something. Kind of like wait, what's the what's a Australian a of... movie where they're all riding cart? Mad Max. That's what Twitch chat is. Next <laughs> up, we have Nick Allen on the show. The End Bomb. Nick, hello. Nick Allen, where are you calling from? Uh, Ar- Arcadia, California. It's beautiful. Right, hey, nice this to, time of year. Nice to have you on the show. Uh, what did you want to talk about?
7: Yeah, so I had I had two questions. Okay.
0: Um. So,
7: probably, uh this question is for you um as people know that you were once a pro player playing for such teams as team legion and complexity black if i'm Mm -hmm. not not mistaken and so my question my question is at what point in your career did you realize that you uh couldn't cut it as a pro player and needed to become (laughs) a oh
4: my gosh um First, I hate you. Um, (laughs) Second of all, there's really never a turning point, actually. And when I started coaching H2K when they're in Challenger, like a part of me was like, I hope I just go back to playing pro. (laughs) And it just never happened. So I was like, yeah, I guess I'll just do this coaching thing. It's working out. So there's never a turning point. I'm still waiting for a team to pick me up so I can play mid lane again. But everyone's sleeping on me. Do you think it has anything to
1: do with the fact that there's no good coaches, but there's plenty of good mid laners?
4: That's probably a big factor because, like, yeah, coaches are just like, what do they do? We don't know.
1: Oh, so. Nate shot wants to steal your shine again. He's in Twitch chat and yes. he "How do I call in?"
0: Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, as, as usual, I uh, still wait.
7: have I still have one more question. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna drop the ridiculous question for,
0: for Nate shot. He can hit up the Discord and message uh, Mark, and we can figure out you know if it can work, but. Uh, Nick Allen, continue. Uh, so for my second question, uh, so
7: you played when you were a professional player with such players as Lottamortis and Inubish, who I think most people would not know. This is like, at this point, it's like yeah. six it was- years ago. It's like five yeah. years ago. This First LCS season. Yeah, so this is a completely selfish question, which is like, uh, do you stay in touch with these guys? Do you know what they're up to? Uh and are
0: you looking to make some roster changes, Nick? We're, or? we're looking to make some roster changes with CLG <laughs> for a five-year-old retired player. Uh <laughs> curious what they're up to.
7: And then sort of spin off from that question, which is like, what do you think all these old players would think of the ecosystem now, which is like much more sophisticated and advanced?
4: Um
7: so the only one that I still
4: keep in touch with is uh inubish. And it's because we were playing, like, Destiny together, Destiny 2. Um, and, by the way, that game really... They really fucked that game up, by the way. I'm pretty upset about that, actually. <laughs> I'm waiting for my platform where I can talk about how upset I am with Bungie for messing up Destiny 2. Wait till um, the end of
1: the show. Because talks about the Chainsmokers all the time, so you're
4: definitely good to talk about Bungie <laughs> for, like, 20 minutes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I play with him. Uh... But yeah, back in the back from that crew, I still don't talk to anyone else from them. Um, and how they would react to the ecosystem now, or what their opinion of it would be? Uh, I don't know, it's like completely different. Like we kind of scrimmed back then, but it was never serious, and there was never like a coaching staff, and you prepared pick ban like as a joke, you know? We were just like let's pick this champion it's good right yeah okay like there's very little strategy like you don't research you didn't research teams back then um so i don't know back then there was just like the work you put in was just like as much as you wanted like you wanted to play solo queue great other than that it's like you didn't do research or prep or like actual analysis or strategy so it's like we did like 10 percent of what we do now back then so it'd probably be overwhelming maybe
1: Kind of following along with that question, I have a theory that the LCS's uh, entertainment value started dropping a lot when Chupers bloopers was no longer a thing. <laughs> how, much, how much do you think that's like we need just another player? Because like they had in the NBA, they have like that JaVale McGee, and a Fool thing. And since Chupers bloopers, I don't know what we have anymore.
4: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Chupers, actually, that really made him upset. Like, oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, he actually really didn't like that. So we like teased him about it all the time. Because they're really funny. Like, the Chupers gloopers Bloopers are hilarious. Like, if you haven't seen them, should go look at them. Because.
0: Wasn't there, I like, mean, a nearly guy... throwing the, the spear in the wrong direction or something? They were always, like, insanely crazy. Yeah, it and he's like, like, like TF ports. Yeah. Like,
4: he TF ports, like, <laughs> literally, like, flash range of himself and stuff. Like, he just does, he just did really funny mechanical mistakes. Um, and he's, like, such a really, like, super nice guy that, like, teasing him about it, like, made it more fun. Because I don't know he, he wouldn't like get mad about it or anything. he's just too nice, so it would just you just want to tease him more about it to like try to get a rise out of him. so do you That's think it. he'd
1: be all right if we brought back Jupers bloopers on the countdown Because i want to I want to <laughs> find a way to talk about that Poe Belter teleport that happened in their, their oh match. see
4: that was like yeah, the Poe Belter one is like. I guess it, it was pretty it, bad.
1: It's prime trooper blooper there. It's like a t- oh, yeah. size cell. Yeah, it's port. prime.
4: It's prime but like, the like I don't know, the TF port one is like I feel like so simplistic. Like everyone can see it. The Rizal one, I feel like some people are like, Wait, why is this bad? Or like, what could they have done with the like T F port that Trooper did, that's my favorite troopers bloopers, like everyone that plays the game knows like, <laughs> Wait, what did he do there? You know, there's like no opinions or like anything. You can't defend it, it's so good.
0: Uh, the also hit streak in the chat a little bit ago said he wanted to talk to hear well and this is good since Mark or since um Nick is sending us down memory lane about Complexity Black and their favorite game Infinite Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Infinite Crisis is a great game.
4: Hey, I still have the MVP from E3 when I played over there.
0: Was well, that the the best you've ever been at a game? Was that your your highest yeah. recognition?
4: Yeah, someone was like, "I'm MVP." I was like, "Me, really? At yeah. a video game?" I was so excited. So, is it safe like,
0: to say that you realized you should uh, move to coaching at League of Legends when you're you were getting MVP for Infinite, Infinite Crisis? I was going to say the same thing. was like
7: Infinite Crisis made probably who he is today <laughs> as a coach. It's like,
1: like he. It's like the sobering moment where he's like, "I need to do something better
8: with my time." <laughs> no, the,
4: there was no moment in my life where I was like,
8: "I'm."
4: Bad at this game. <laughs> I still don't believe that, you know. So with yeah. Not, nothing ever woke me up. It just what worked was out this um? Week.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about how your time in Infinite Crisis was like the the crucial thing in getting first place yesterday in the NALCS, leading the team. Oh, man.
4: Whew, this would be a hard thing.
0: <laughs> You're trying to figure out how to explain it.
4: Um. So over there during that time we actually oh man uh, okay let's see we spent time figuring out the game mechanics of a brand new game so we got better at critically thinking and solving issues hmm.
8: so that led
4: us to succeeding this split with those critical thinking skills we developed
8: that's awesome. This just got this got too
7: serious for me
4: That's that's like <laughs> Obscure as I can make it. You
1: you can say that about anything, though. It's like, man, I took L- algebra in uh, yeah in high school, and that really gave me the skills I needed. Nick,
0: do you have any I other mean, questions for probably? No, that was it for me. Thanks, probably. Do you have any yeah. questions for Nick? It's a great show. Wow. Yeah, why don't why
4: don't you like ever say hi to me anymore, bro? We
7: were never friends. That's, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay. Can All you right. cut him off,
0: please? Thank you Disconnect. so much. Uh, to, oh, he's gone. Okay, thank you so much, Dick Allen, uh, for your question. Always adding insight and intrigue to the show. Okay. As we move on, we got soaring beef who's uh, resubbed for three months. Birdie IRL subbed. KW Salt subbed and said, "Nate shot my boy." Also, thanks for making all the content, Travis. Nate shot was in the chat. He could come Does on. you want? Is he? Is he? I, I don't know. know he is, said. Then he said that he was going to go take care of his dad. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, Dirty Skis, I think he was just looking for that rush that he gets from Twitch chat responding to his name. Dirty Skis, so he,
1: was, he was coming to steal the shine, yeah, from
0: Prawley. yeah, that guy. Dirty Skis has uh, resubbed, and Petey Boy has subbed this now. Thank you, Dirty Skis. So much to all of our subs. We might actually hit four hundred. at four hundred eleven sub points. We might actually hit four hundred fifty, which is the the highest I've ever gone. Next up on the show, we got Ice. Who is calling in, Ice? Where are you calling from?
9: I'm calling in from Denver, Colorado.
0: Denver, nice. I. Uh... The Sunshine State. Wait, that's I'm not. Look... <laughs> that's not. Denver, Denver, the High Altitude State. Uh, the hard to breathe state. <laughs> that's not. Ice,
9: what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I wanted to talk about how I don't think a hundred thieves are gonna make the finals.
0: Okay. Yikes. I'm excited I do not to want to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we'll so go ahead. Uh, go ahead and uh, lay it out for us. Ice. Ice uh so Ice hopes.
9: First of all, I think Team Liquid's gonna beat Cloud Nine in quarterfinals, and then I think TL has a really good matchup against hundred thieves. Um um in the bot lane I think they're mechanically better. I know Aphramoo's ve- a very good shot caller, but I think they're mechanically better. So I think Team Liquid will have an easy time playing through the bottom lane against them. And I also would like to point out that uh, Team Liquid is the only team who beat 100 Thieves uh, since week six, I think it was, when they started their upswing.
0: Okay, so basically your argument is like Team Liquid is going to outclass 100 Thieves, and they've shown that they can do it already. Yeah. Okay. Probably. What do you mm-hmm. think? My, Mark has muted himself. He's just ready to sit back and watch. Uh, what?
4: <laughs> well, I already know Mark thinks we're gonna lose anyways because every Wait, time people ask Mark about hundred things, he's like, yeah, they're they're trash. They're you know, They're they're lucking it in here. Yeah, what? yeah. I I see your segments on the state farm I, analyst desk. I don't think you do. <laughs> Okay, maybe I don't see, I don't remember the good stuff. I just remember the bad stuff. Yeah. I,
1: pre- I predicted you guys to, I said you should beat Echo Fox, but I needed to pick an upset, so I picked Echo Fox, but I thought 100 pieces yeah, was that. better. And then I picked you guys mm-hmm. in the because I needed to.
4: Mm-hmm. You guys the what, hottest I saw the team. tiebreaker switch right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. jumping I had
1: I was behind points on Jet, and I tried to catch up by just picking bad, like, potential upsets,
0: and then I just inted and I fell four games behind <laughs> instead of staying one game behind. Alright, so probably we got Mark and Ice, who are both against you here.
4: Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is, hypothetically, we play TL. Yeah. And they're going to be our downfall for we, why we can't make Well, finals. yeah, so
0: first off, do you, yeah. probably, let's just, before we get into the good stuff, do you think Cloud9 is going to lose to TL? I don't think so.
9: Okay. I can, I can explain that if you want me to, as well. Sure. Uh, I think... I mean, obviously, Cloud9 has not looked great these past few weeks, and I don't think they're going to do well uh, just because they haven't done well since they stopped playing through top lane with uh, Smoothie and Licorice. And I don't know. I just don't think they're playing well. They might surprise me, but they've looked pretty bad.
4: No, yeah, I would say C9 <laughs> right now if they had to play. Like, this, based on these last couple weeks, TL would be winning. I think what they've shown is like yeah i think they'll pick it up for playoffs for sure like i think TL is going to be still really good no matter what and i'm sure it'll go to five games um but i think like c9 holistically is like has stronger like cohesion i guess than tl like tl's play style i think works best in a best of one
0: yeah maybe Okay, so let's just say that there's a world here where Team Liquid does get past Cloud9. Cloud9 can't figure it out. Uh-huh. Uh, Team Liquid has beaten you already. Yes. So how, uh, how, why will you guys beat them in playoffs?
2: Um, well, let's go through
4: the last game we played. I can't remember the first game we beat CL.
2: Um,
9: yeah, you guys won.
1: It was like week three, and they you just shit on their bot
2: lane.
4: Okay, yeah. so the bot lane died? Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't remember how much stock I'd put into that first game, us beating them, because it was, like, so long ago. But when they beat us, when we rematched them, like, we lost the game in, like, eight minutes. Like, we just, they super outlanded us, destroyed us super early. Drafts wasn't the best, so that game was, like, really hard to tell, like, how we actually match up against them, because it was just over so quickly, just sheerly through laning phase. And I think in playoffs, a lot of teams lose their, like, aggressive early game, at least at the beginning of playoffs. Um, So we will play them before we actually would go to Miami. And I don't think they'll be in a spot where they're playing, like, yeah, balls to the wall, super aggressive lanes, um, which is, like, yeah, the one way they beat us that game. So I don't think there's enough, like... And in the best of ones, there's just not enough like scenarios where you see us like test each other to the limits with like skirmishes or like macro fights or anything like that. Is it really, like one game we smashed them, one game they smashed us? Like it's really hard to see how we'll play on stage, but I don't think the way they play will be like so monumental that they'll beat us in eight minutes like they did in the regular
2: season. Okay.
9: I definitely think that TL will lose if they put impact on not a tank, but I still think that... Is uh, the a good the,
4: player? You, oh, is this is the thing? <laughs> we don't like impact on carries?
9: Um, uh, Mark can talk about it, but I don't think he's that stellar from what we've seen.
1: Uh, I mean, they tried to do it a little bit right around, right before 8.4 hit, and they tried to play to their top side, and they just never did anything with it. They like killed Hooney three times once, and then just lost mid and bot, and then lost the game. Uh, right so now, it does feel
0: like they probably could be is struggling. like writing down a mental note of like, I'm like oh. get impact. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. I would hope not. <laughs> yes, take advice from me.
9: I'm golden solo queue. I mean, yeah, yeah. pick pick some more
0: Darius. That shit
9: was awesome.
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so if uh, if they beat Team Liquid. Who do you think that they will face
9: next? Uh, TSM in finals. I mean, I I can't see TSM losing to Clutch or Echo Fox at this point.
0: Okay. Can you, and you can't, apparently you can't see TSM losing to 100 Thieves.
9: Uh No, I I don't want to say that I think TSM's going to win, but I think TSM's going to win. Okay.
0: So you would rather see 100 Thieves win? Yeah, I would. Okay, so he's giving you that probably. All right. He wants so as you to win, as as but he don't doesn't believe in you.
4: Or we beat TL, and then he'll have faith in us
2: for yeah. finals. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay, gotcha. so how I'll will take, you beat TSM if do. you face them in the finals? Wait, what was that? Sorry? So I'm asking Prolly, how will he beat TSM if 100 Thieves faces them in the finals? Because if he, they beat Team Liquid, you think they're going to go up against TSM?
2: Wait, how,
4: how are we going to? Yes, yes. I don't know. We're not playing them right now, bro.
0: Okay, well... His put his position was that After you guys can't win. After two best of
1: fives, do you think you're going to be like better informed or something to call yeah, it a game? So, like, something what, like that. What are you talking about?
0: All I'm saying is he's like suggesting. Well, well, let's put it this way. Why do you think TSM is going to beat Hundred Thieves, Ice? They've looked really solid. I mean, they might.
9: I think you might be able to ban out Sven. He's looked fairly one tricky on the. Uh, Israel these past few weeks, but they just have been improving so much. And it looks like Mike Young's really matching up well with his team now. And Beersen's obviously been popping off, but I don't know, but I haven't looked too much at that matchup. It caught me by surprise, but I just, I, I don't know. They looked really good the past few weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, the reason I ask is because if you are, if you're willing to say that they're, they, they can't win. I'm just curious. Like, I guess you, the, Explanations? you just think they're gonna get stopped by Team Liquid, but it's worth kind of going through the whole (laughs) gambit Yeah,
4: yeah, wait if we did play Team Liquid are we are we getting 3-0'd or is it gonna be like a 3-2? No, no, I think
9: it'll
2: be a 3-2. I think it'll be close. Okay,
4: at least it'll be close. That's nice
0: Very good. Well, hey uh, ice one last question for you Uh, the head of video For Hundred Thieves wants to know if you go by the name Osquilliams No, I don't okay he was saying he thought he knew who you were or that he recognized you, so I uh, nope. just wanted to ask. Either way, anything uh, uh anything la- like left over that you would say
9: here? Ice? Uh I just I just wanna say I'm flying into LA for quarterfinals, so I'm super excited and maybe I'll see some of you guys around.
0: Yep, that'd be cool. I'm gonna hide. Mark Mark's gonna hide.
9: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: So no, sorry, Ice Mark is it's is hard of you. to I've... catch. You no, know, it's, it's it's hard to catch the casters because after the broadcast ends, we have like story meetings that we do for like another hour. Or so
0: yeah, they're late. All right. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. By the way, um, at some point in time, uh, there was so at the beginning of the split, I think even before some the split had happened, somebody said that they thought that 100 thieves would win. Or end up in first place, then they said that they wanted to be on the show, and I would let them on the show. Mark and I could could definitely let them on the show. I just need to remember what their Discord name is, so they should say something. Um, we're getting our next caller in right now, and that cool. caller is Strive, but instead of an I, they have a one. Hello, Strive, Andy, he where are he you calling from? Fucking gamer, I'm calling from yeah. Fort Myers, Florida. From Florida, okay. We're in Florida. Fort Myers, about Fort Myers. two hours north of Miami. Okay, are you going to go to finals? Uh,
10: I tried to get a ticket. They sold out immediately. So, unfortunately, no. Unless I can get a scalper ticket, but yeah. well, would luck. you go to a live Hotline League event? I absolutely if- would. Call all seventeen episodes. Been listening since September of last year. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank, thank you. Yeah, um, I we're we're still working on that. So hopefully it ends up happening. But if it if it's probably going to happen the Friday night before if it does. So uh, things are moving along though. But hey, Stride, what do you, you want to talk about on the show?
1: Travis, yeah, or can I start lying about a cover charge to make some more money? Uh, no
0: cover charge right now. Ah, uh, twenty dollar cover charge. Well, the problem is it might rain, and We're looking at outdoor venues, because there's actually just mostly outdoor venues. Um, And I feel bad about people paying a cover charge of... Well, we'll give them a poncho. I'll I'll buy 100 trash bags from
1: CVS, and we'll just hand them... Strive,
0: what is it that you would like to talk about on Hotline League tonight? Uh, Basically, I was just going to say Echo Fox. uh, Not looking
10: too great going into playoffs, and I believe that them substituting out their... Uh, mid and support player is definitely a bad sign for them heading in and uh, don't think that uh, they're going to look too too great in playoffs i think they played very aggressive all season but they're not going to fare very well against uh, the endemic
0: teams and uh, just you know normal play style so uh as as i already do, i'm going to pimp one of my interviews here so i just posted an interview with an who's a frequent hotline league watcher the coach of echo fox so he, he's, his argument was that he was not uh, subbing in players because the other guys were bad or, like, they are trying to figure it out. It was that he's trying to let those, like, they, they feel pretty confident that they were going to get first or second, and if they're going to get a first-round bye, they're okay giving a couple players a break, giving the Academy team some uh, love and attention and bringing up a couple players there and sort of experimenting with that and seeing how it goes. So I don't know. You believe that or not, but if you do, then it's not like they're subbing in because they feel like they're floundering. It's, it's. Tough. I really
10: don't, because on Saturday, I mean, they still had an opportunity to not be in the first or second seed, uh, I believe. So them kind of subbing in, and correct me if I'm wrong, but them subbing in on Saturday just kind of seemed a little bit worrisome for Echo Fox because... I mean, they they really didn't have it locked at that point, and then I mean, the players look good. Don't get me wrong; they won their game, they they won it, but still, it's didn't didn't look too great. And I don't really think that that's a good selling point for them. I mean, it's just a very PR response from the head coach, and obviously, he's got to an answer like that. But
0: well, and I, I would, I would, say, I would so suggest, I'm, by the way, I'm paraphrasing it, so I'm probably not doing it as, as good. No, as, no, no, I I agree. And, but you YouTube.com/slash Travis Gafford, Gafford, you can yeah. check it out. Yeah, I will. I, I'm subscribed. I yeah. watch uh, all of your videos. Thank you. Well, apparently not that one before you called it. My point is, you so posted you think- like
1: 20 minutes ago or
0: something. Yeah, oh, actually, I don't
1: know. It's, it's, it's been like up nine, for a while. I last know. one I watch is the double lift one. Okay, uh, you're, you're, well, you're on a good path. There's one more. I will agree with Strive about like I'm not sure how much I buy it because like okay, if you're trying to like de-stress and stuff like that a little bit, you can always just get that by like he was saying. And also they had Adrian play in their Academy games. This wasn't like take the week off, relax. They made him play games that kind of mattered. I mean, the, the Echo Fox's Academy team wasn't guaranteed for playoffs and they had to win both games, I think to, to guarantee themselves to get playoffs. So um, it did feel very much like there was still a lot to play for. And they were still using Adrian a little bit there. Uh, they used Demonte in the Academy, not Phoenix. So, Maybe he was more on the stress side. I'm not exactly sure, but it did it. I kind of see what Strive's saying, where it's like it didn't quite line up. Yeah.
0: Well, let's bring well, this um,
1: so good, probably. Uh,
4: sorry. One thing that I was thinking, like, because I was really surprised actually that they kept um, with their subs even when they played against us. Um, but I think if if FlyQuest lost to C Nine, like, which is pretty expected, you'd think C Nine could beat FlyQuest. Um, there would have been a three-way tiebreaker for first between us, C9, Echo Fox, and Echo Fox would automatically win that um, based on like the rules. So them beating us or losing to us wouldn't have actually had an impact. Um, basically depending on the like, C9 FlyQuest game or the FlyQuest Echo Fox game that happened. So I, I think if things were more normal, like first place wasn't really in our hands. Like If, if FlyQuest beat Echo Fox or beat C9, we had a chance for first. But without that happening, we actually would have just played the tiebreaker for seconds and Echo Fox would have just sat at first. So I think they assumed that these games would go, you know, as predicted and regardless of how they won or lost this weekend, it wouldn't impact
0: if they got first seed or not. So it was a pretty good chance then.
1: Yeah. It was still pretty likely that they would get the buy. But like I said, you're also still having some of your players play in Academy. So I don't, it doesn't seem like they're giving them that much time
0: off. Exactly. So if, maybe it's uh, foolish to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway because that's you know, how I roll on the show. I'd like to broaden the conversation out not just from Echo Fox but to Cloud9 because these guys were consistently number one and number two throughout the split the entire time up until like just right at the end. Um, yeah, the,
1: the tiebreaker was the
0: first time that they were not in the number one and number two position all yeah. split. Yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it really hones in how crazy the 100 Thieves story is. But I'm kind of curious, like, from Prawley and Mark, like, what, what is there a common link between both these teams? Where they, was it like the... Pop, the...
1: carry, play, style, back,
8: got nerfed. Okay,
0: so Top yeah, talk a little bit more about that. play, style, not playing, Maybe, tank. Can you, can you just talk about it without... This Whisper song is really do? good. I Can, I, can <laughs> I
1: repeat, please? Yeah, you can buy the... Uh... <laughs> Sound pay,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay so mark uh, elaborate more a little bit and i want to hear so
1: the way c9 played for the first five six weeks was that they exclusively gave him counter pick or set up situations where he would get a winning matchup like blinding gnar with gp up against the gp player so they would set up situations that they would get a winning matchup for licorice and then they would play pretty heavily around him and they were good at that they're really really good at that and then tanks became more prominent Uh, They became more than just Ornn that people were willing to play in the top lane uh, as a tank because that was basically all they had. Sion rose to relevancy. Cho'gath came back a little bit. People will still play Maokai or some other shit up there if they want. Uh, Trundle is like what has become the counterpick to tanks now. Um, So before it was like Camille, Gnar, GP. Everyone just played this GP metagame basically. Um, So that was something that both those teams did a lot of. C9 would leave up GP so that they could counter pick it and then smash it and then Echo Fox would just blind GP whenever they could or do something else and then they couldn't play that way and I think other people started to key into how they were playing as well as like their preferred play style got nerfed on 8.4. So I think that's my read on what happened I don't know if probably was paying very close attention to, to other I, I know sometimes you kind of get like tunneled on
4: your team. How how can I not watch other teams I'm competing? I'm here? just saying that like I,
0: some probably do you some even leaders? know what's going on at ALCS Hold on, he won the title. He's C9. like, wait, we're to first place? let clarify that
1: in a little bit. Sometimes I know players and coaches are not super familiar with like the standings of teams and like the storyline of teams. They'll be plenty aware of what they're doing in game, but like you mm-hmm. might not know that Echo Fox and C9 both went from eight and one and eight and one the first half of the split to four and five and three and six. You know, like. That part people sometimes miss out on.
4: I mean, yeah, the standings part is like, yeah, I actually don't know the numbers, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like picks or play style changing, like, hell yeah, I'm going to notice that. Like, you yeah. can't do this. It's like, yeah, I've, I've been playing against this team and like preparing yeah. against them. So, uh, I mean, I think that is definitely a big factor to it. Surprisingly though, like, I think Sneaky and Smoothie have been playing a lot worse. I think I hold them to a lot higher standards and when they're like, they're just making like mechanical errors or sort of like mispositioning, like they shouldn't be doing that. I think they kind of know these mistakes are happening. Um, and th- that's some of the reasons why I think C9 will be fine is like that problem, I think, will fix itself. And them playing topside all year, like know, that's not a huge change for a team. I think, I think you could learn
2: that. Okay, what about Echo Fox because that's how this sort of happened. Similar thing, the bot lane start getting blasted
1: seem like people just started camping their bot lane
4: so actually they're actually pretty parallel like their bot lane started playing a lot worse and then the top meta changed a bit so i'd say those are Definitely the two biggest factors there.
1: Yeah, Alltech was a first rotation, well, not first rotation, but in the first phase of picks, always t- taking Callista, which didn't really have many losing matchups before 8.4, and then she got nerfed, so they couldn't do that anymore, and then they just never found another pick they were stable on.
0: So the question is, will Echo Fox come back? Because excuse me, um uh Strive, I think that that was kind of your question, right? Is like, or your prediction was that Echo Fox is going to just sort of bust her out.
10: Yeah, I I feel like they're. Uh... They're floundering right here at the end. It's not looking too good for them, and uh, yeah, they they could look better heading into the into
0: the playoffs. Yeah. So it will. So so probably things Cloud Nine will recover. Mark, do you think Cloud Nine will recover?
2: Who they have in the first round again? It's TL. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. I think
1: I don't think they'll look as bad as they have in the last couple of weeks, but I I don't know if they're gonna.
0: Those two teams feel pretty close to me. Yeah. And then Echo Fox, which is Strives prediction. Do you guys think that Echo Fox will recover?
2: I have a lot less faith in Echo Fox to recover.
1: Because Alltech plus Adrian slash whatever haven't been to the finals a million times and represented NA on the world stage. And they don't have like a pedigree of doing
2: well in best of fives that C9, a lot of C9s players have. Probably. So. Mm. I don't know about Echo
4: Fox because I, I, I still don't know the reasons for the sub, substitute reasons either. Like, they're doing it because they want extra time for the players to relax, or like, I just don't know the real reasons. So, will they use these players for playoffs or not, or are there like other issues? Like, I just I don't know what their problems are because it doesn't look like it's straight up like just strategically you can see it on the field. The way like I can see like C 9s problems, so that's why I think like C nine is easier for me to like, I guess see improving. But Echo Fox like I just don't know what's going wrong for them. Yeah. So I can't. Yeah. Say so I have
2: faith in, in
0: fixing it or not. Yeah. Strive, thank you so much. I hope that covers your your thoughts.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys, and uh, thank you Omen by HB for
0: uh, sponsoring Travis and keeping this content rolling. Somebody please clip it. Please clip it. So I don't have to go (laughs) back and find it later. I can just link it. I'd really appreciate Appreciate that. that. Thank you, Strive. Uh, So really quickly, uh, probably, can you look a little to your left? Yeah. Okay. A little bit more to your right. Okay. No, no. Back again. Okay, right. There's Freeze. I just want to show everybody something. Wait. Where's it? Hang on, hang on push it twice there we go i just feel like this is <laughs> that's me yeah i mean it's i just it kind of <laughs> you remind me of the valve guy from back in the day we just need a valve in your eye the lighting and everything right now yeah exactly it's perfect they don't look that similar what Dude, it's
4: i think it's just the nose the pointy nose yeah looking at.
0: i don't know i mean even the facial hair look at the facial mm-hmm.
4: hair but see he has like a pencil thin
0: one I was really, like, saying, if you, if you were to cosplay him right now, I okay. feel you like could make it happen. Yeah, I could cosplay just,
5: that.
1: If you would just go run into a... Uh,
0: <laughs> like, wherever the sprinklers <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, sprinkler
4: is. Yeah, like a sprinkler system, a faucet. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Alright. Wait first. Who do we got? We got THE DUCK. In all capital letters, THE DUCK is on the show. You, Where are you calling you from? You must yell his name. When the Duck. And his, his profile picture is a duck <laughs> and naja. a tuxedo.
11: I'm the best duck.
0: Okay, you did you say you have the best mic?
11: I said I'm the best duck. Best duck. Okay.
0: Okay, you're a little quiet.
11: Um, um, okay. Um, let me see if I can turn myself.
0: I think. I think maybe we're okay. Uh, what What did you want to talk about?
11: Um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about how a uh, hundred thieves in TSM only look relatively good compared to the rest of the league because it's just bad.
0: Okay. Okay. So you want to talk about how an ALCS sucks.
11: No, I, I don't. I, well, yes, I think EU LCS kind of sucks, too, but uh, it's everyone like, sucks. well, it's kind of like uh, with the season change or, and you know the new franchise coming in, everyone sort of went back to like playing like advanced solo queue instead of playing like teams and trying to actually push the game and, uh, you know, push up mid so that way you can get some uh, pressure on the jungle or take cancer, do do anything, basically. They all just kind of sat around waiting for other people to make mistakes. And that's kind of what the play style was for half the split. And I feel like 100 Thieves, yes, I'm of the first teams to remember, oh yeah, we can actually play the game proactively and do things. Amazing.
0: Thoughts, Mark? Probably.
4: Probably. Right. So you don't like how early in the split teams were playing like too slow or too passive?
11: well it's not even like too slow or too passive it was like they didn't do anything unless of course the other team they were waiting for the other team to drop the ball and it's still it's still happening to a certain degree i mean the even when tsm was playing clutch gaming like for some reason apollo just walks to the side and gets killed for first blood early in the game on caitlin who you should never die as in lane that early ever and they just make weird mistakes. So you have uh, Team Liquid, Polbo, or not X Pol- um, Xmithy going, oh, I'm going to take the dragon uh, when it was like a mountain drake and it didn't really matter and just kind of throwing away another kill on top of losing the objective. Or you said people doing stupid things and then teams take advantage of it. And I feel like TSM and Hunter Thieves were the first teams that are actually saying we can actually force teams to make some amount of errors or we can kind of look at what they're trying to do and do something because of it.
4: I mean, I think that's a really common theme with newer teams for sure. Um, because I think everyone is in a way scared of like ruining the game for their team. So no one wants to be like push themselves on that like I'm gonna solo play, solo carry this game. And what happens is like you'll get these stalemated teams where like one team's not aggressive and the other team is like, cool, let's just farm. And that's how the game will be until someone makes a mistake. Um but I think as like teams get better, they get more comfortable with like, hey, we're gonna just we're gonna try to make the first move because like we can do this and this or something and they won't expect it. Um I think that's just like a more advanced thing that more teams will get used to as they become more familiar with each other. But I think, yeah, when you play with five brand new players, like no one wants to make that big play on stage by themselves. Like they wanna wait until you group as a team and then decide, we're gonna go team fight now. How how does that go? As opposed to like I'm just gonna do this push and invade that we've never practiced and hope it goes goes well. Um, I think that's just yeah, jitters on stage when like teams are forming.
1: Yeah, I think so too, combined with like it seemed like we were in a pretty slow meta where like Korean games would have like three kills in fifty minutes or some shit. So like definitely felt like more it wasn't just an NA thing in terms of people playing slow and reserved. Um, And I don't think it was like people remembered how to play. I think some teams just started figuring out their groove and like how they want to play the game as five players. You know, it's not like they, they just forgot or something. Um,
4: Well, dude. Oh yeah. I forgot about, yeah. The relic shield bot lane thing made the game so bad. And if you were a team trying to do something, you would like royally fuck yourself. If you tried to be the first one making a play bot lane against relic shield because they would always sustain it. And if you were the first one making the play, you would have to overextend for the kill. Like, you couldn't just... You know, like, I'm going to one-shot the AD carry and, like, walk away. Like, you literally have to fight them in lane and then push them all the way to the tower because both summoners are going to be up, they're going to be full HP, and then, like, half-dive them and hope it works out. So,
2: and earlier in the split, is so hard. Up.
4: And yeah, stop, like... It gets to six minutes, you're like, hey, guys, let's make a play to burn their stopwatch. That was actually like a strategy was you would have to play the game. Your first play wouldn't work. The whole purpose of it is to burn stopwatch. And then you come back and do something again, because the game was like, it's just, if you go all in on a play against stopwatch, you're, you're going to just die. So you literally had to have like a two-step process for one kill, you burn stopwatch, come back and hopefully you kill them. And this is hopefully they don't have cleanse or flash also. So it's like, there's so many things preventing aggression earlier in the season um, that, like, I still remember thinking, like, shit. If top laner has stopwatch, yeah, just like, don't go top because you're gonna have to gank it like two or three times for it to actually result in a gold lead or experience lead or something.
1: Uh, so I'm not sure I agree with the duck about like teams figuring things out. But how do you feel about the overall strength of NA? Um, Right now, I mean, obviously, it's always hard to compare seasons with the differences in the games and stuff like that. But do you feel like we're on track to go on to MSI, whoever's going to represent us? Do you
0: think they'll do all right? Yeah, because wasn't I mean, I think they talked about this on the dive. I think Jet said something about how franchising made the best teams in North America weaker uh, with. And with that being the case, like that philosophy, it probably means bad things for us heading into MSI. Probably. Oh, asking me. Yeah, I think Mark asked you, how do you feel about the overall strength of NA? And I was saying yes, because people are suggesting that the best teams are weaker.
2: I
4: don't know. I've I've always had a really, like, I guess, incorrect view. Like, when I was in EU, like, every year, I'm like, oh, man, EU looks so strong. NA looks like trash. And then, you know, things happen, like MSI last year. Uh, So I feel the same way now that, like, I prepare against all the na teams and i don't have to there's no sense of urgency when i study eu um it's pretty much like when i watch EU, when they make mistakes i just like haha but in na if i see a team make a mistake i need to figure out like why are they making it like what do they not know like so it's more like i'll spend time figuring out like the strengths and weaknesses of na teams but i won't do that for eu teams so did you mean red it's really hard happen? To
0: you said, you said MSI happened. Did you mean Rift Rivals at EU? Oh, Rift Rivals.
1: Yeah, yeah, Rift Rivals.
4: I was like, you guys beat us at
0: MSI.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot. No, Rift Rivals was the
4: one where I was like, oh, like we're doing great. It's good. But uh, yeah. I mean, that was a big thing, I think, um, about Rift Rivals last year was I felt like NA teams like, did some kind of preparation. like They had like good pick ban, and like their play style was good against EU. But all the EU teams, I feel like, didn't do any research on NA. So like they got like NA got all their best picks and they just played really poorly against NA teams. So hopefully this year um, I'll still be on the, you know, I'll be on the winning side of NA doing well. But I think I think the NA scene is good right now. But it's really hard to say with best of ones, like seeing the strength of a team is super hard. Yeah, because sometimes they just win early game and then that game's pretty much over they can snowball it um, so I think the adaptation that happens in best of series n- we have no clue how anyone adapts right now uh, so judging how teams play in best of fives I think is hard right now so judging how they've played best of fives and internationally I think is like yeah you're just kind of a shot in the
0: dark uh, you can't control me once so that I misinterpreted Jot's statement that it actually said it made the best team worse but it made the best teams better so sorry if I I misinterpreted that. If I can, go back and
1: yeah, check it I, out. I forget. I, I talked to him about that. I think it was like the idea that people can afford to pay more money on on lower teams now and offer more
0: stuff, and you don't have to worry about getting yep. relegated or something. So I mean, no I wouldn't be surprised to. if the NALCS LCS holistically has improved, but that that strength is spread out across a bunch of different teams now and thus our strongest team might be weaker, which would be unlucky given MSI only allows us to send what? One
1: team. And I think you're saying other than like a TSM who should have not gotten weaker, other teams might have. Like
0: CLG kind of blew up and a couple okay. other teams blew I'm up. I'm not convinced that TSM didn't get weaker, but we'll see. We shall. The Duck, does that answer your question?
11: I mean, kind of. Um, I still think teams don't identify how they win the game very well, or how the opponent team is going to win the game very well, uh, for the most part. But it, a lot of the explanations made sense. Yeah.
2: Well, I appreciate the uh, call on it. Thank you so much. Thanks.
0: All right. We got about uh, four more callers to get through, and Mark is going to go grab the next one. Well, I give a shout out to some great people. Uh, these great people, they're better people than most people on the planet. Thorn719. Has resubbed for four months. Hey Travis and Daddy Mark have a good show. Sim Simmus one oh four subbed Nade Shot sub. Thank you, Nade Shot. That wasn't even a gifted one. That was just Nade Shot subbing. Didn't you sub like 30 minutes ago? Yeah, well, I you you bring the people in very quickly. And then I also had to show uh, the probably. You speaking know I of bringing them in quickly, he
1: probably wants to pee, but I have already brought the next caller. Oh.
0: <laughs> do we do we give him a pee break? Yeah. I'll finish these out and uh anyone anyone? Can just fill time. Go. Yes. Uh thank we'll you. be right with you, Stripes, sorry. Stable flag has resubbed. Between the awesome content you pump out and showing me Fenron Jenkins stream, you guys are the best. Shout out to Fenron Jenkins, he's got a great great stream. Uh Striped, who is currently muted in the channel, but is waiting his moment uh for Prolly to return from being uh sub, so thank you, to Striped. Sparkamus Primetime sub Dealer 89. Magmavire, Sorette, uh Asmodive510 says, uh, resubbed and said, woo! And then uh, Omjit Cole coming in with the, the bits. Miles for Days resubbed and says, I need more Kelby my life. And Carl Fredrickson subbed. How you doing, Twitch chat? Twitch chat, I just want to say, I make fun of you a lot. Um, but you guys are, you know, you're in a lot of ways the lifeblood of the show. And we have a contentious relationship, but. It wouldn't be the same without you, so, you know, much like certain members of my family that I might have ideological differences and different political differences and might make sure that they don't see certain Facebook status updates or photography that I participate in, you guys are great, and I couldn't move on without you. Great job failing, Travis, because I wasn't helping at all. No, you were not. Hello. (laughs) Hello. How are you, Striped? Would you like to play a game? Uh... How are you, Striped? Would you, uh, what, what would you, where are you calling from?
3: Everybody, I'm doing pretty well. Hope everyone else is having an awesome night. Um, I'm coming from Santa Barbara, California.
0: Santa Barbara, not too far from here. Uh, what did you want to uh, talk about?
3: It pretty much comes down to Echo Fox is the worst team in playoffs. And it all comes down to Hooney being the most overrated player in NA. All right. If you want me to dive into it. Yes, go for it. (laughs) Echo Fox is three and six in the last nine games with wins over a slumping TL, Optic Gaming, and FlyQuest. Cooney specifically has one of the highest death ratios in the league. A semi-decent kill ratio and assist ratio, but that's because they play a scrappy, just fight constantly style. And he has probably the trollest builds I've ever seen in my entire life. So with that said, I could go game through game, but the NAR with Blade of the Ruin King, Trundle feeding with Ravenous Hydra when they're losing in teamfights and he doesn't have a Titanic. Those aren't... I don't know how it probably feels. Do you think those are troll builds?
4: Um, I think things like Sterics on Gnar is troll because it's a melee-only item. And I think... Uh, Bork is not great on NAR. I know it's like a Korean thing where you do like Bork P on NAR and you split push. I don't think it's great. Uh, don't think it's troll. I just don't like it. And I think you have to play towards that. So I think when we played against Echo Fox, for example, who needed this Yeah, Bork build on NAR, and he came to team fight. But it's like that. I think that is more troll as like an idea. Like if you build Bork, sure you can do that. Just you have to play correctly around it, and you can't make as many mistakes because yeah, if you get into a team fight, you're a lot weaker. So if you play towards what you're building, I think it can be okay as long as you're not building like mana items on resourceless champions. I think everything can you know be rationalized, maybe not like optimized, but I think it's okay if you play correctly with it.
0: I I will say it is very funny because, and I know it makes sense, but whenever Echo Fox is number one and they're destroying everyone, everyone that calls in is like, I want to talk about how Echo Fox is the best team ever and Hooney's like the best player in the world and like Rainover was carried by Hooney, etc. And then well, the moment uh, Echo Fox starts to show weakness, people are like, Echo Fox fucking sucks. Hooney's overrated <laughs> as fuck.
1: All right. Like, so I hate when Reddit does this kind of thing. where they're like. You- so like have different opinions. to different people with different. I hate when Reddit says that shit, but like people like Striped can't call Hooning out for being overrated when they're eight and one. So he's got to wait till they come back down to reality, and then he can pounce. I mean, so well, I Striped
0: doesn't have a YouTube channel that he's afraid of dislikes on his videos. So he doesn't have. Yeah, but he's not going to get it. any upvotes. Striped, no, where, where like, were you week, <laughs> three or he's week four about the of, upvotes? So so us. You know,
1: the, 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 the silent. People who just don't comment, and just upvote, downvote based off of what makes sense to them and the most recent thing. Those people are what get swayed. I know, I know, but who he, he doesn't have opinions. to worry about
0: upvotes or downvotes on this show. I'm not going to hang up on him if he calls in oh, week Oh, so you're four, saying, as why as didn't
1: said. Striped call in before
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Striped, where was this uh. courage week four, week five?
3: Well, this isn't a point in time where... I could have said they're the worst team in playoffs because they actually looked like the best team in the league up until halfway through the season. But What about
1: the Huni overrated point? Yeah, you did uh, see Huni overrated
3: point. I think has been a thing forever. I mean, he was overrated on SKT. I mean, he was subbed out for a terrible top laner named Duntara. I, I, I just have never been that fond of him. He was terrible when he was on Immortals. Can you define terrible for me? Oh, uh, he's is. not terrible. He's not terrible. Like, let's yeah, be real. because I'm like,
1: uh, he's hotter than <laughs> almost everyone in NA. Uh, he's like top
3: a. three or four, but he's definitely not MVP caliber as he's been touted at least okay,
7: this
0: okay. season. Okay. So, Stripe, right, I do want to say, hyperbole. by the way, thank you for your sub uh, to the Twitch channel. Really, it's really nice of you uh, to do that. Um, All
1: right. No let's problem. get into the meat of the argument. Who we can we can debate the the hyperboles and stuff, but who overrated? Probably. Do you agree? Because a lot of people were kind of saying. MVP candidate, lock this guy in. Then they started struggling. Now other people are saying
2: other people are potential MVP candidates, but um
4: I can't comment on overhypes because I don't really listen to that kind of stuff. So I have no clue what level of hype he was getting. I definitely agree he's not MVP of the season or anything like that. I definitely would never say like yeah, he's bad or terrible or even close to average. Um his playstyle is really unique, and if you study them or play against them, like you will feel that he's an extremely high-pressure top laner, and that's pretty rare. Even when he's like zero three, he's still pressuring the map. When a lot of top laners would crumble and they'd like, okay, I'm gonna you know, let my team do stuff, this guy like actually consistently just like throws his body at your team and at your minion waves, and you have to like deal with it no matter what. So I definitely think he's a really strong player. Like he's a definitely a force to be reckoned with i think his biggest weakness is that's all he kind of can do um if you need him to fit into your team i don't think he's the kind of person to do that but if you want to make a team around hooney i think he would definitely be a player to do that so i would rate him pretty highly but i wouldn't put him mvp because yeah he i think only does one thing um he does that one thing well but only doing
2: one thing i think is like you can't be an MVP that way.
3: I think um this kind of goes into Hanser and someday, and those players can play that aggressive like interface style, but they also have that ability to be flexible and move, and I think that's his probably his biggest takeaway as probably what he was saying is you know he, he can't do a lot at least like what, from what we've seen this season
2: uh so how
1: about how about we talk about someday for a second since we have probably the coach of someday on week? Five or six is when those power rankings came out and we had Huni unanimously number one and we had Someday like seven, eight, nine. Do you feel like there's any credibility to the the low ranking of Someday? Because it was based off performance only, not like any sort of history, just through the first six weeks. Do you feel like Someday was struggling or do you think
2: it was just people horribly off about Someday? hmm then, there was this, definitely
4: a time to split where he was struggling and we were working on that can't remember when but it definitely wasn't like a six week long thing
2: well
1: so that was a that rating would have been right when you guys because that was at the end of week five that you guys lost me oh dude and That's when you o twoed against the bad teams. Yeah. So that was Spike literally was the lowest point of your season. And yeah. then the next di-
2: Or the next week before the games is when that ranking came out. I think that was what happened then. I can't uh, remember. Um, it, was, it was like right... He uh, was like playing Nar a lot, I think. And stuff. I don't know.
4: Yeah, probably when he played Nar a lot. Um, I definitely think it took us a long time to like use him on the team properly. Uh, I think partially was, like, the meta I think didn't favor him at all uh, or playing towards topside that well. Like, I just didn't like it very much. And I definitely, yeah, I would say he's still, even right now, he's not as good as he can be. He's, he's gonna improve a lot more than he is showing right now, so I don't know. With him, I'm like, you can rate him as low as you want because, like, he's still climbing a lot.
1: I got to. When he, when he didn't combo the Chogath stuff right with the Skarner, did you, oh, yeah. did you sigh a little bit?
4: <laughs> no, I'm not mad about that. Like, cause I know oh, yeah. that's like, uh, I can see how their brains are thinking and how they talk about it. And yeah. everything is solved on that kind of front, like how they talk and then the way they're thinking. And it's literally like pressing the buttons at the right time. Yeah. And that's normally never an issue for him. So the fact that it happened was just like, I'm glad you're making mistakes like this, so I can, like, harass him about it later. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's not like a deep-seated one where it's like he's like, I'm just gonna fuck up this gank or something. Or <laughs> you know, one's talking and they don't know when the combo CC. It's just like, yeah, the, those kills will happen. We just need to be practicing them more.
3: Going into the weekend, how did you feel about
2: the matchup with Huni? Um,
4: I was less concerned about Huni and more concerned about mid and support because I knew nothing about them. Um, I have not been following the challenger scene other what? than like my own team. Other than like 100 Thieves, I'm not studying the other... You're academy. not watching the broadcast? I'm watching it for my team. That's it. I'm on the broadcast. You're on the broadcast. Anyway, so I had to go back and look up these players and like kind of see how their play styles was. And it was... It's really hard to determine like the challenger, like the challenger team's play styles when they're going to be up against like LCS pros, because you're kind of playing like against a different caliber of people. And that can really like dramatically change how you play. So that was like the biggest concern going into the Echo Fox was like, I don't know how their bot lane is going to play. And I don't know how their mid is going to play now um, when before I can kind of predict how Ltech Adrian will play and how Phoenix will play. So when we played against them, like Hooney was like a lot lower on my tier list for what I need to figure out. And I kind of like was like, oh shit, I need to <laughs> I need to figure out what these two new players are gonna bring to the team.
0: I hate to cut off this discussion, but we do have three more people to get through and we're uh, nearing the cutoff point of the show. So thank you so much, Striped, and uh, no offense for teasing you at the beginning. I do really appreciate it. you brought up a really good conversation.
3: No, oh, Travis, I love you. Well thank you. Thank uh, you. A shout out Omen by HP. Hey! Hey,
2: There's another
0: one. Thank you so much. Alright, we've got three more people to go, and no new subs, so I just get to hang out here with Prawley. How's it going, Prawley?
2: I'm here with you, and with uh,
4: 100 Thieves' biggest antagonist. (laughs) Am I? No.
2: Mark Z, the other
0: guy. Oh, Mark Z is. Actually, what's funny is we didn't talk about 100 Thieves at all on the... The previous show and people gave us a lot of crap because there was so much other stuff to talk about. You guys re- just kinda had like a standard week. And then also, because I'd been requesting interviews with Nate Shot and he'd been busy and so I couldn't do the interview until then. There's this one guy on my YouTube channel that kept on every video would say, Still not a hundred T interview. Where's the next <laughs> hundred like T video interview? Hundred T interview waiting room. So I'm finally gonna get him the Nate Shot interview. He's gonna be very, very happy. Uh Mark taking his dear sweet time to figure out who's next. Uh he's laughing. So he's excited about something. I'm excited. Nice. Hey, he's the tiger eye is enough. subbed. Thank you to the tiger eye with the tier two sub. sure as well. Actually, the tiger eye came in with Twitch Prime. Awesome. Thank you. Feel free to use Twitch Prime on the sub uh, on the channel. sure came in with the tier two. Thank you, sure I need to get some tier two and tier three emotes going. We got Kyrix. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, yeah, so it's Harix, but I like Carex. I think Carex sounds cooler. We got Kaharax on the show. Where are you calling <laughs> from? I was from? calling them Kyrix. Kyrix? Kyrix? Where are you
8: calling from? Kyrix uh, is shit in Arabic, and so I just named myself after shit. Okay, Okay. where are you calling <laughs> oh. from? Uh, I'm from Chicago. Okay,
0: Chicago. Awesome. What do you want to talk about on the show today?
8: Uh, I want to talk about how earlier someone was saying hundred thieves wasn't going to make finals and they were going to lose to either Team Liquid or C Nine.
0: Yeah, and you agree with that uh, statement, so you're here to double down. No, I want to I want
8: to rebuttal that, and actually I think hundred thieves has a high chance of winning uh, NA. Okay. Good man. So, so um, I'm going to start and say I'm a TSM fan, and I think TSM fan uh, TSM is going to get to the finals on that side of the bracket. Um, but I think that 100 Thieves right now has that mentality that CLG had in 2016 spring where they were. Um, like people didn't really believe that they were going to do well and everyone's just going to say, oh, CLG's going to lose this round. So they kind of have like that little mentality shift where they're the underdogs and then always makes teams perform better. But um, I also think that Cody Sun and Aphromoo are both should be top three in MVP choices because I don't think Koonie is that good everyone says Jensen and sneaky and smoothie, but like the last two, three weeks have looked terrible. Um, but after pulling out really big plays, um, and then Cody sun is just so damn consistent. Um, and then I think that, um, like in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, uh, someday could hold himself like himself top lane, fine versus impact and licorice. And then the rest of the team will dominate both C9 and, uh, or Team Liquid.
0: Okay, uh, before we get into your prediction for 100 Thieves in the playoffs, I want to talk a little bit, is that Gabe? Is he finally coming to get me my vitamin it, water?
4: Yeah, your purple vitamin
1: water? It's
0: yellow! You <laughs> son of a... Um,
4: Wait,
1: why not get triple X? Isn't that the only good vitamin water? No,
0: the energy one is a really good one. Everything else is shit. Um, Alright, Listen. Everybody's hyping up Aphromoo. Everybody's hyping up Cody Sun. For a while, people we were talking about Medios over the course of the weekend. I think these guys are doing great. And I, I'm not saying that I'm not going to vote for them or anything, but I'm a little concerned because it does feel like there's some recency bias here. I'm curious what Mark's thoughts are on this, because like, if Cloud9 and EchoFox held those positions for so long over the course of the nine weeks, and it was because of people like Hooney, Dardoch... Huni, who the last caller said is overrated. But Huni, Dardock, Smoothie, etc. Is it incorrect or is it is it silly to uh, then look at like 100 Thieves' recent performance and say, Man, look how good Aphromoo looked this weekend. He's MVP. Uh, because theoretically, MVP stretches the whole nine weeks.
1: Yeah, well... I don't know if anyone remembers, but Hundred Thieves was four and one at a point, and then went on like a four or five game losing streak, and then went on a nine and one run at the end or whatever it was. So like, uh, Hundred Thieves were decent at the beginning. People were like, "Oh, they're real," and then after they lost four or five in a row, they're like, "Oh, they suck," and then it's like, "Oh my God, they're really good." And during that four-one streak, everyone was like, "Holy shit, Afremu looks so good. He's amazing." Um, and the games were really long, like Hundred Thieves. Games were the longest in the league. I'm pretty sure, and they would only win after like four Baron attempts, or like they slowly grind out their opponents or some shit like that. And then we would do the mic checks, and you would just hear like Afro calling out what they should do. There was like the really famous one. It was like week one or week two. Told to stop damage on Baron, kill the guy when he came in. And he CC like it was. It was beautiful. So I think Afro has been consistent the entire time, and he's peaking at the end, and maybe that's why people are concerned about the recency thing, but. I mean, I mean,
0: I just I, never heard Afro's name before, like, the last two weeks. Well, that's
1: because people didn't talk about MVP until, like, week four or five. And during that point, 100 Thieves is in the middle of their slump, and we're losing a bunch of games. So, like, right when MVP conversation started, no one was talking about Afromu, But I think if you go back and, like, want to build a case for Afro, I think it's pretty good.
0: I think it's actually one of the better ones. If... Because- if- if Huni had carried his team in the tiebreaker against Hunter Thieves and, and Echo Fox had gotten number one, would we be having this conversation? Probably, because I okay. think
2: yeah. I, Huni, as much as
1: Echo Fox has been struggling, I actually don't think it's all Huni's fault. I think his playstyle and amount of skill and like how he's playing the game has mostly stayed the same. I think the team has kind of fallen apart around him. Whereas like their bot lane picked Callista every game and went even or lost slightly despite having a priority pick because they didn't get much jungle attention and Dardoch would like camp topside and then the meta shifted away from that being a good strategy and then he would pick Trundle and try and do it and he would like take a turret at 10 minutes and be up 30 CS but now his bot lane can't pick Callista and then he's playing against like a beast ass bot lane with a split pushing attempting Trundle that yeah. he has the TP into team fights because now they're forcing like a lot of stuff felt like it went wrong for Huni and I don't I think the criticism probably threw at him as fair that like he's at his best when the, that he's playing this way. And that's really the only way you should use Hooney. He's like this tool that should become your pressure point on your team. If you're going to have him on your team. But I think it's fair to say that like, yeah, he didn't create enough pressure to offset the bot yeah. side. So you can hold a little bit of criticism to him, but I don't think he started playing that much worse. It's I'm just worried I
0: that look, and I'm not saying again, I'm not everybody freaking out. And uh, the YouTube comments already, I can sense it. But well, I'm okay. not saying that uh, I'm not going to vote for Aphromoo. He doesn't deserve it. It's just I worry because so much of this conversation just popped out this weekend, and that feels so much like.
1: I agree, like, it feels like it. But I mean, Jet and I have been talking a fair amount about like who's MVP and this and that, and like how good are people. And we we talked about Hooney, Dardock, and I think it was Smoothie. Uh, week four or five, right around the first round robin was ending. It was like, Who's your first person MVP? Like, first split. And it was like, It has to be one of those three guys. And then we didn't really revisit an MVP conversation until guess what? The second round robin was ending. So it probably feels like we completely flip flopped our tune, but it was like, Yeah, there's been nine yeah. more games. So I don't think it's as reactionary as it might feel if you've only
0: uh caught a couple of the conversations. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on probably do you think Hello. do you agree with the idea <laughs> do you agree with the caller whatever he says that 100 thieves is gonna kick ass and take names and kill everyone this uh, this playoffs
4: yeah this is care Car- Yeah, smartest yeah, guy I've ever
0: heard
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love is, is I mean,
0: it's, it's always hard when we have a coach or a player on and somebody calls in they're like I think that this person's team is the best team to ever exist. And it's like, all right, uh, how do you respond to that? Probably. Uh,
1: Do you feel like you get, I mean, like you talk about some things you want to fix with like some of the execution on ganks or
2: something like how close to peak do you feel? I don't
4: know. Not really close. Like, I think we're doing well. We're, like, improving week by week and stuff. But, I don't know, e- even, like, at the end of the season, I'm still amazed that we lost so many games. And even in, in our wins, like, our our mistakes are things that are still within our grasp to improve. And we haven't had that game where I'm like, I need to really press this team now to, like, get to the next level. It's like, I think everyone sees where we need to be, and we can still get there. So, I definitely don't think we're like peaked yet or like it's going to happen in the next like week i guess ideally you want it to happen in like two weeks for us um but i mean i think we're just playing really well right now and it's going to keep improving because that's just like how the how the team got to here was not through like the meta changes or anything it's like we got to start improving this quickly because we went through so much like muddy water and shit together that we like got out the other side as like a good team like i think during this split like especially when we were going like o2 and stuff that was like a make a break for a lot of teams i think we could have just gone straight downhill from there um but we like got out of it alive so i don't think we're like planning on like stopping anytime soon like i think the growth of this team is gonna be hitting
2: a ceiling probably in a couple months
0: Kyricks, thank you so much. I wish we could have you on a little bit longer, but we got two more colors to go, and we're running over time. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. All right, two more people. I want to give a shout out to uh, Job Creators and PF Builds, both of which sound like websites. I don't. I've got companies now. PF Chang. Subbing, Something, subbing me. PF Builds. I don't know what PF Builds, but PF is like some. Uh, must be good. It's the
10: guy who made
2: PF
0: Changs. It's just. Mm. He's a league pro build creator now. He's a construction company. Alright, we got Isento on the show. How's it going, Izento?
12: It's going pretty good. How are you guys doing?
0: Very, very good. What do you where are you calling from? Uh calling from LA. Hey, Los Angeles, California. Hey yo. I live there. What do you want to talk about? <laughs>
12: Uh, so I wanted to revisit the conversation of coaches getting blamed for draft because, you know, that was a very big topic back in Last Worlds. And part well, even recently of criticism. with Zix,
0: people wanted Zix fired and, and that was, people were saying it was because of the draft.
12: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have a problem with a lot of coaches kind of displacing blame away from themselves and players also defending that as well too, and saying that it's not necessarily the coach's fault, uh, because I think it boils down to more than that, because it's it's a very nuanced topic, of course, because you know it has to do with the players' champions pool, and you know what they can do with certain champions, whether they are meta or not. You know, just for instance, like Kuhi's Aurelian Soul. Like sure, that's not necessarily a meta champion, but he is good with that champion. But I think it's a coach's responsibility in order to instill this uh, following of the meta because when you look at the meta and you think of the purpose of what the meta actually is to the professional scene, it's to play at the highest level possible. And the most optimal way to do that is to play towards the meta because those are the op champions and so i think a coach should ultimately
0: be responsible for what is you know played within the games okay so you think the i do you, would you say the coach should be 100 percent responsible for the draft
12: no i'm not i'm not saying a hundred percent because there's also a player skill curve or ability to retain knowledge Because that varies between different players. Some players, you know, they are good at a specific champion better than other champions. Uh, For instance, uh, Phoenix on Azir, he's very good, more than the average LCS player on Azir. So you can say that his skill curve for that champion is higher. And you can assume that that uh, goes over on different champions as well, too, regardless of if they're meta or not. But I think there still should be a culture instilled within the team to learn uh, meta champions. And if a coach's draft is necessarily ruined because of a player's champion pool, that should also fall upon the coach as well, too.
0: Probably. How do you
2: respond? Yeah, I I I completely
0: agree. I think it's... uh... Well, I feel like I did an interview in the past where you were like, Hey listen, I'm not the only person doing the draft here like it's a conversation and these that's how you sound by the way. And like I Thank there you. other people should be, you know, they're giving me advice on who they want to play too.
4: Yeah, I think that's more like an insight to how it works as opposed to hey, it's not all me. Because I would blame myself for every single draft we've done. Um like good and bad, I would say it's all like Cause ultimately it's all the decision or all the information I get from the players information I get from scrims and then like how well we perform in these champions. And then it's ultimately like I'm deciding what we're going to pick even to the extent where if a player says like, let me play this champion here. It's so good. It's still ultimately like if I'm sitting there in champ select being like, no, we're not playing it. I don't, I don't think the team is going to be like, no, like don't listen to the coach pick what you want. It's like, so I think even when I'm like when I hear a player say like oh I'm really confident on this champion let's play it like it still feels like I'm I should be responsible for allowing that or not allowing that um, and it's up to me to kind of judge like is this right to like let him do this confidence pick over like a safe pick or something um, so I'd still like hold myself responsible for that and judge myself um, as opposed to being like well the player wanted to play it so it's all on him um i so, definitely think
12: oh. well uh sorry to interrupt but um no so then what is your opinion on those coaches or those players that kind of shift the blame away from the coach themselves because as you're saying you take responsibility for the actions of your players and whether that they can play these meta picks or everything but in the past coaches have said oh well it's it's all about how the team coordinates together and how you know the the meta picks mesh together and and they can't necessarily play these picks so you shouldn't necessarily blame the players and yet uh you s- shouldn't necessarily blame the coach as well too so you know which is it do, do you blame the coach or do you blame the players like should the coach necessarily take the whole fall for the team or what
4: i guess it's kind of up to how that what that coach is capable of um the reason why I take responsibility for that kind of stuff is because I know I can show a player how to play a champion correctly if, if I have to. So if we're not picking a certain champion because like we, we didn't learn it or something, I'm sure some coaches will say, like, oh, my player just can't play that champion, so we didn't pick it. Um, I think it's more of like, I didn't do a good job of like making him believe this pick can work with him and with his play style. And I didn't like show him the right things or like I didn't give him the opportunities to play it correctly or or learn it correctly, I guess. So uh, if one of my players is not playing a meta champion. I had the ability to fix that and I obviously I just didn't put enough effort into that or I just wasn't focused on it or I was just like wrong about how to approach it. Um, So I would take that blame upon myself because I know I'm capable of teaching that player how to play this champion if we really need it. Uh, other coaches I don't think are that focused on, like, this is what they want to do, you know? Like, I mean, I still play the game a whole bunch, so it's a lot easier for me to, like, get on their level when it comes to learning a champion. But I think other coaches, like, only use the information from scrims or only from other regions to kind of determine what pick ban's going to be. And I kind of use also, like, the fact that I still play and I kind of understand how, like, my players, like, learning curves will be with certain champions and how they'll fit so everything that has to do with pick ban I can always fix it and improve it if like I put that much work into it so if something goes wrong I I won't always take the blame for for it um I think okay. that's just like a comfortable style for coaching I think if you if you want to just say like pick ban is like a team thing uh I think you can you just won't be pushing yourself as a coach so that's like my answer because that's how I want to approach it to get better as a coach um, I think like judging other teams, I wouldn't just blame the coach personally, um, because I don't know what their role is on the team, like as a coach, what they actually do for pick band.
1: Right. And just to play devil's advocate, like Zabatine at the start of the split was very much about like player empowerment in terms of like what they were going to play and stuff like that. He did a couple of interviews where he was like, yeah, you know, if a player wants to feel something, I'll pretty much always be like, sure. You know? And I think you kind of saw that, that one time that felt like Arrow was like, I want to play Draven. And then the like, team blinded Caitlin. He was like, I'm playing Draven. They picked Draven into Caitlin. He fell down 40 CS. Like, I think if you want to blame the coach for not having a more strict methodology in that system, I think maybe you can, you can levy that criticism, but then you're talking more about the structure that they set up, I guess. So I, I don't know. I think it depends on, on which team does what
12: yeah yeah and and that's that's maybe going towards the korean mount mentality or what i assume is the korean mentality of that the coach kind of has this full control and so they're able to dictate exactly what the players play and whether they study meta picks or not and maybe that's why the korean meta is usually at the forefront because they are the ones innovating these picks they're the ones actually perfecting these picks uh, themselves but uh, speaking to actually improving a player and improving their meta picks over time, then what do you have to say about Ryu and his previous performance over the past uh, on you know H two K because he always had a problem with playing meta picks themselves. So, I, so I, been... I I
0: I I'm super sorry to do this to you, but we're 15 minutes over time, so I can't uh, further the conversation. Uh-huh. But oh, my bad. I really appreciate the conversation just about coaching. I think it was really good. Sorry to cut but you can off. Man.
4: Message me or yeah, something yeah. and we'll tweet about it. Or... We
12: can get yeah, to yeah. that. I'll get you at LCS. How about that? That's
1: fair. Okay. Thanks, dude. All right. Hey, before we bring on the next caller, probably I just have a quick question to you. Uh, how do you feel about, you know, Ryu? Because some people have criticized his champion pool and mostly playing like uh, Talia and Ryze. So like, you know, would you say you deserve any criticism? <laughs>
4: Yeah. Dude, if, if my... Like, honestly, dude, if Ryu can't play the same champion, dude... I'm sorry, it was just such a good it, question. It yeah. is It is really all my fault. Because, like, if I can't make... I don't know, look at this fucking OP champion, 100% win rate. If I can't make that champion look juicy for my player, then, like, I'm... My approach is wrong, or there's... Or maybe I'm just wrong about how the champion should be played relative to my player, like... There's I'm something under- that I'm not getting at correctly.
1: Sure, but I have a question. It's like... I don't know if this is the case with Ryu. We don't see him play Azir very much. It feels mm-hmm. like his Casio is fine. He can play some of the standard control mages, but like, do you feel like you deserve the criticism for him not playing Azir? Or is it at some point where you're like, I've tried, I have done my best, it has not worked, and these other strategies are more likely to result in a win. So I'm just gonna go with them. But like that first problem of not learning the Azir or something, or whatever whatever champion you mm-hmm. might have or more personal experience, like do you feel like you still deserve the most uh blame for that or do you feel like you know at some point some players do have certain affinities to champions and it's fine to let them be that
4: well like the way i want to coach like yeah i i want that blame um okay. like that that should be on me because yeah, stuff like even this year like i mean he's gotten a nerfed again but i still think he's super playable um so if we're not picking him it's like i have to have a reason why we're not picking like a strong champion like that and if i can't like convince you to play it, or like make him like, or help him improve on that. Like, dude, how can I not make a player better? Like, that's my job. So mm-hmm. if he can't play this champion, or like the team can't play with this champion, like, dude, that's that should be all on me. So like, okay, cool. if, if he misses a skill shot, that's something like I can kind of help with, but it's sometimes that's going to be out of my control. But realistically, like, dude, if he's throwing a skill shot, I could probably help him with that too.
12: I mean, cool. So when I when I came with that Ryu question, uh, I didn't mean it to have it sound so harsh because I believe that Ryu has improved with his champion pool, like specifically Talia. If you guys remember last split or last year on P1, it's fucking awful. Probably one of his worst champions, I would think, uh, with playing with Talia and specifically playing with the team, his ults were just God awful, but now he's looking quite better, you know, on 100 Thieves. So was this kind of a a champion that uh, you pinpointed and said you had to work on this? Uh, uh, so, sorry if I am yeah, asking I like additional questions.
0: No, no, no yeah, Mark, th- you wait, wanted to continue the <laughs> conversation. Here, I have right? now I cleared the next hour of my life so that Travis, <laughs> so, don't put back it on. Actually, you were the one who did the act, Mark. You, <laughs> you not you can't have it both Whoa. ways, man. All right. You want, you want it to go long? It goes long. long. <laughs> you want it to go short? It
1: goes short. I asked the question and you brought it in. As- How is that? <laughs> channel. You're cutting in and out for some reason. I said, I didn't answer. Again. I was saying you put him in the channel, not me. This is you wanting it both ways. Hey,
12: hey, hey. Sorry. Uh, no, so I, I mommy, do interviews at the LCS too. So maybe let's just save that one for probably. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Thanks, all right, guys, on. have a good night. Thanks,
4: dude. It feels, I, don't, I don't know how to feel like when I'm asked a question and I'm not allowed to answer it now, I'm like, what do I say now?
0: Nothing. Uh, we get the last guy. Because we're moving on, on, probably, all right? This Cute is line. not some democracy. Uh, yeah, you can grab the last guy. Yeah, I just threw him I, I oh, know his my okay. quirks. What okay. up, Shotgun? Shotgun is What's here. Shotgun, uh, do you want to explain? Here, I'll let you, I'll give you the mic. Go for it.
13: All right. So what had happened was back in after week one it ended. So going into week two, I called in and made the bold prediction that 100 Thieves would finish first in NA, and uh, I've done that. And uh, during that week, you said that if I had correctly predicted that, that I could come in here and do a little victory lap. So I'm coming mm-hmm. here for my victory lap now. Yeah.
0: What? And uh, I want to thank you, Prolly. What was for, everyone's uh, reaction awesome. whenever you um, predicted? I'm trying to remember. did great. I don't remember.
13: Uh, everybody was exactly. Uh, I remember Travis. You were kind of giggling about it. I don't remember exactly what Mark's reaction was. I think he Mar- mostly Martha's just had it in his hands. What?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I think uh, I I definitely didn't agree with you. i pretty. I was not like hundred thieves is gonna finish number one, but I don't think I thought it was the craziest idea. I don't.
0: I don't remember where I landed. Did I clip it out and put it on YouTube? Th-
13: you did not clip it out specifically. Okay. Um, I know but it's, we clipped on, on like the, the
0: cloud. cloud. Somebody predicted Cloud Nine would not make play like playoffs at all this split or this year and somebody predicted 100 thieves would not or sorry tsm would not make finals at all um yeah so we will see but congratulations how did you know shotgun
2: Yeah. How
13: did you i know? just i just felt like the team was really strong i know we had like the, the weak spots but like overall the team just felt really strong and when i saw that clip of AfraMu uh shot calling in baron pit it just really felt like the whole team kind of coalesced really well how much is, because is, you saw Prolly was going to coach this team? Um, Actually, not a lot, because I, I'm <laughs> relatively new.
4: Alright, this,
1: is, this,
13: I, is, oh, this oh, interview is done. <laughs> I'm, I'm relatively new to the world of like lol like esports. I've only been watching the past like two years, so I didn't know the whole like Prolly taking an EU yeah. team to semis that much. But uh, I got into it afterwards. There's not much to know. There's not much history for Prolly. Yeah, just, yeah uh... I'm sure. <laughs>
0: My heart. <laughs> It was but, uh, uh, I, uh, um, probably being involved was never, yeah,
13: yeah. But I feel like he put together a really solid team, and I just want to thank probably again for for
0: making this possible for me. What a lot of people if probably me. This is not only me? What if probably doesn't make it to finals? Will you be angry with him?
13: I'll I'll be a little sad. I I can't be angry. He he brought us this far. You can be mad. You should be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be disappointed.
4: Oh, that's worse.
0: I know. <sighs> well, uh Shotgun, I think you're the first are you the first market help me remember? Is he the first person to be able to get the, the is he the first person to be able to get the victory lap on the show?
1: I think there might have been an Echo Fox guy who
0: got a victory lap, but I don't know if he still is running. We need to take away his victory lap if that's the case, 'cause they Yeah,
1: I remember someone was like, I called it Echo Fox is gonna be the best ever and it's like yeah.
0: yeah, I think then... I think that's right. I think I remember. But he didn't get the it wasn't the, the full reason. Um, Shotgun, where do you think they're gonna go
1: in playoffs? Do you think they're they're taking taking the title and going to MSI?
13: Uh I think so. Um I haven't well, here's, actually here's, seen the bracket
0: yet. Be careful what you say, because this is prediction number two. You've <laughs> predicted them to finish first in in the split. This is your chance to continue being like you can take Crumbs' title as the the what the wizard what was this whatever Profit. The prophet, mm.
2: uh
0: what what was do you, what's what happens next?
2: Shotgun.
13: Uh, I think they're 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 probably gonna win. I was just looking at the bracket real quick. Sure. Um. Yeah, most likely yeah. getting TL and then TSM. Or yeah, something. mostly getting TL or either TSM or Echo Fox. And I mean, we just beat Echo Fox. What yesterday? So oh, yeah, yeah I was twice until the finals yeah um
2: oh, yeah finals
4: that's the only place we can meet tsm i think
0: yeah we're like right that's correct right i mean <laughs> yeah yeah i was just
4: saying i was like who our first round was like think
13: okay yeah it's either tl or c9 most likely tl and then either yeah. I, I forget who the other team was but it's like tsm or echo fox
0: for the most part there's a reshuffle element there. Anyway, uh, so you think that they'll win? Your next prediction is that they're going to win finals and go to MSI. So go to MSI. Hell yeah. Okay.
4: Wait, wh- why are we going to win though? What's our strength, by the way?
13: Um, I r- I really think that, that that team cohesion is a big strength, and you guys being able to like do things on the map really well. Uh, just as well as like like really strong support and mid play have have been really helpful for us.
1: Any any good pick ban or, you know, infrastructure you think helping the team? Or is it mostly just the players and especially the bot lane?
13: Uh, I just think the whole team synergy. I don't think it's necessarily any one, like, major factor. I just think it's, a, a like, a, a well-coached, well-organized
0: team. Gotcha. Uh, well, thank you so much, and congratulations on your, your run. No Where are you calling from again? Yeah. Nice job. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. Hey, we got the Ohio guy on. Risen Lazarus claims every single episode, there's someone from Ohio. I love that at the, the last minute, somebody came in from Ohio. So thank thanks. you uh, so much. Congratulations on your win, Shotgun. Yep, thanks. Goodbye. Alright, uh, really quickly, by the way, somebody donated 10 bucks. I don't normally take the calls, but or, but it's at the end of the show and it's interesting. Um, uh, Matei donated 10 bucks and said, Can Mr. Hamad... Is that how you pronounce your last name, by the way?
4: Hamad? You don't know my last name, bro?
0: I don't know how to pronounce It's not, I, not even, like, a hard, like...
1: Last name, Hamad. What else would it
4: be? Hammond? I guess? I just try to
1: be
0: respectful. So that's like an E. But Next time, I'll just I, fucking I just try be mispronounce England. your shit. Can yeah. Mr. Yeah. Hamad... Try it out, it's fun. The Ziggs God, At least,
4: like, the school teachers would say, like, Hammond, like, put a, a fucking phantom in.
0: in yeah, the last John, John Hammond, the, yeah. the actor from Madman.
4: So, yeah, I got Hammond a lot in school, so...
0: Can Mr. Hamad, the Ziggs God, comment on POE Ziggs Pick Sunday... Looks like a straight int pick into Swain. And that Zap has no draft <laughs> control. Barbecue Oliver's has picked it three times versus Azir and LCK, but Azir was open for PoE to pick. Declare PoE was inting, please, thanks. So you don't have much space here, you just have to say PoE was <laughs> Yeah, I think too. it's not a question and it works. It starts as a question and then ends as a command.
4: Uh, I watched some of it, I didn't watch all of it. Because when I realized that they we weren't playing serious, I was like, uh, okay. I saw the pick and I was like, ah, that's cool. Um...
2: But, I think in LCK, yeah, LCK, I think I like the way they used it, but I'm still not a fan of the pick.
4: Mm-hmm. The way Optic used it, I'll make sure. Like, yeah, he inted. Or, is that what you want to hear?
0: I, mean, I don't care. It's this? He didn't build Nashers on Ziggs, so that's nice. This person paid me $10 to get you to say he inted, so you just did it. I... <laughs> I feel like the I'm, I'm very cheap to you know, yes. what to What was, what was so a bigger hint? The,
1: the Ziggs or the Support Zillion?
4: Support Zillion? <laughs> I don't know. EU actually likes Support Zillion a lot.
1: Uh, every time I see it, I, it
4: just sucks. Like, I don't know. I played against it in solo queue, and it looks good. But then every time I'm like thinking about a team comp, I'm like Zillion support. Nah, nah that's not going to work. <laughs> Let's not pick Zillion support here. So, I think i Ideally, it looks nice, like on paper, but then when you like start running the champions around, it's like, this feels terrible."
0: Well, uh, I want to uh, to wrap up the show here. First off, I want to give a shout out to the final people here who supported: uh, Palavin, Benjamin, uh, Vanilla Bear Scrub, uh, so many things resubbed and said, "Yay!" It's Volks says this is the Prolly Show now. Sin of Friday resubbed uh, for six months with probably X Travis less than three. That's I appreciate the six months, but uh, less than three. Yeah, the less than three. Uh, by the way, it's folks on Sin of Friday resubbed at six months. It might be the first time I've seen six months. Thank you, everyone, for uh supporting for half a year. That's crazy. Uh, Rush on the bench forever resubbed. And said the sub is brought to you by Omen by HP Kappa or SOTL Kappa. That's. I, I need to get, if somebody can clip that, there's so many great moments I need to share with the sponsor. And uh, Mello Jello 100 shot us a thousand bits and says, thanks for the show, guys. So thanks, everyone, for supporting. Uh, Mark, you got any shout-outs, plugs, anything you want to say here?
2: I don't think so.
0: Not, there's oh, nothing.
1: No, I changed my mind. I believe an offline TV video should be coming out tomorrow slash this week. Okay.
0: That is a. Tomorrow tomorrow slash this week.
2: Oh, hey,
1: I also want to pitch an idea and I'll just do it on air because see? the last uh, time you
0: did this, it made me it's gonna make me lose a lot of money and Luke has spent a lot of time. Well, Train- it's gonna make people
1: really happy. Okay. Hopefully that's what this does too. I wanna to do a video series, uh kind of like it called the Dunzo Manifestos, where it's just like the end of the split and you just get like a team together and it wouldn't be live streams so that way people don't feel the pressure of like having to watch what they're gonna say. And we just get the team really drunk and we just shoot the shit about like I don't know whatever it is like oh that guy flamed me this like whatever I will I be wanna... shocked
0: if you can get a team drunk so like I'm gonna try and avoid going... like two beers no, no no no. I don't mean that I'm saying like <laughs> you know, yeah. yes I agree probably not difficult uh, yeah. but challenging from a sponsor or from an organization so fuck
1: sponsors I'm gonna try and avoid all management uh, <laughs> and just do this behind teams backs Great. uh But, you know, I just feel like there's some some element lacking in in esports recently, especially League of Sports, I should say, with like the amount of just like realness that you sometimes see uh, and like the laid back realness. I think there's like a lot of team drama realness and like people approaching like a job realness. But, you know, like when TL got knocked out of Worlds uh, in season five and we finally lost the gauntlet, like what what happened was like everyone was just so stressed out, finally relieved, like everyone just got fucked up and we just like kind of spilled our guts. And it was really funny. Uh, and like if you did it in a controlled enough environment with the camera and you promised to like cut out all the worst all right, bits or whatever it is I want plug. to see if I can pitch this to some people
4: Like as a form of entertainment or a form of like this will improve the team because they get to let us Oh,
1: uh, Neil, no, it's purely point. as a form of entertainment. Just like oh, okay. you know, <laughs> it's 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 after <laughs> playoffs up, Shut the fuck up Gabe <laughs> Don't talk to Gabe that way. I'll talk to Gabe how I want. Gabe, what do you think of my idea? Did you hear my idea? Me? oh, did he leave? I'm I'm watching the stream, he not left. the actual thing. My bad. Fuck. Alright. I don't know if it's gonna work. It probably won't, but I just want to try and kiss some teams. And maybe like it'd be great if I had t- players from multiple teams. Just so it's like, dude, fuck you, that one time you can't mid, that was bullshit, and then I can yeah. splice it with gameplay. If you footage. do it,
0: I will be very happy. The problem is there's a reason I don't do drunk state of the leagues anymore, and it was because sometime it's around, not like, live. What? It wouldn't be live. It'd be a produced video. Yeah. That's, so maybe that you can may be in cases it the chances of it.
4: you you have to have like different roles from different teams because if you have like two mid laners they're just going to argue about a matchup for like two hours (laughs) so you need to like not get the same lanes or else they'll just they'll talk about some stupid matchup
0: when you said the dunzo manifesto at the end of every split i got really excited because i thought what you were going to say is we find a player who's not going to continue on with his career and is retiring and they just let loose on every opinion they've ever had like (laughs) Fuck this guy, I hate this guy, like, this is over, like, you suck, you suck, you suck, Riot sucks, But it sucks. has to be, like, the Link Sneta level, sucks. where
1: he's just like, fuck it, I'm not playing anymore, you know, like, I don't know if it's easy <laughs> to find that. Because Link was like, I'm done with the scene on that note.
0: Yeah. yeah. Until he comes back for Team Liquid on the bench for three weeks, so then doesn't... So probably, don't tell
1: Nadeshot or Jackson or whoever the else would care about this, but I'm going to probably reach out to, like, Meteos, uh whenever... MSI slash playoff ends for you guys.
4: For for this idea. Yeah. Wait. So you just said it to everyone to for me not to tell. So if I
1: Nation don't think Twitch out, Chat's gonna fault, s- Twitch Chat's not gonna sell me out. It's gonna be if if your players find out or I guess your org finds out. I'm blaming you.
4: Yeah. Dude, what the fuck? There's like how there, I have to rely on Twitch Chat. You're in a terrible position. Now? You
0: were literally Dude, creating Someone's video tweeting video this right now. To right now. Or Jackson. <laughs> There's literally you're <laughs> creating a. <laughs> This is like if Deep Throat brought like a vlog camera along to meet up with the Washington Post people.
1: I don't think anyone knows that reference, and they just heard the word Deep Throat. Like, I know what you're referencing, but I doubt Twitch Chat knows what the fuck you're
0: talking about. Twitch Chat, is oh, Twitch chat sp- knows Deep Throat. Twitch Chat is spamming snitches get stitches right now. It's just so goddamn right. They're just spamming it. All right, there's uh, fourteen hundred and twenty-eight of us, including the three of us. Watching right now. Not to mention the thousands of people that will watch the vod, but no one fucking say shit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Just keep it on the DL. I'm gonna try and get some players to get drunk at some point after the season ends and just shoot the
0: shit and yeah. put out a video. Hopefully. Um. All right. Raleigh, do you have a shout out? Anything you want to say?
4: That uh, shout out to Hundred Thieves fans. You guys are awesome. And when do I, I'm actually not done, because I heard something that I get a platform to complain about Bungie at some point.
2: That's right now. Yeah,
4: right now. That's right Go now? It, yeah. The, uh, have you guys played this game, by the way?
0: Destiny No, 2? I heard it was shit. Yeah, I have like, it. I actually have sealed copies of it uh, right there, two of them, because uh, I got a discount from a, a friend that works at Blizzard.
4: So this is like a really, like, dangerous spiral in, like, creating games that's that's, like, just ruining all FPSs. Because FPS, like, since, like, Halo, other than, like, CSGO, if if is not your thing, like, not many FPSs are great right now. Like, Call of Duty, I'm curious how the next one's going to be. But the way Destiny 2 dropped is, like, like, gunfighting to everything feels really good, right? But the way they balanced the game was to favor casual players. So they took away, like, all intense, like semi-intense mechanics and like outplayability where like everyone is like just neutered and kind of shooting each other with nothing and i feel like this is happening a lot more and more where games are actually trending towards this where they're like i understand casuals are going to be more often than pros or anything like that but like dumbing down games to an extent where it's like there's nothing to get better at and you kind of just play the game and everyone's like Essentially, around the same skill level because there's no ceiling anymore.
1: You, you, I'm a, I'm a melee fan, so preach, brother.
4: Hmm. I mean, so you have it a little bit harder because, like, not many things. See, like, can I even really am happy. It to so, World
0: of Warcraft did this, and I'm super yeah. happy about it because when I was well, in well, high WoW's school, wow different what? though
4: because wow not like only PVP. You don't really have like an option. Like Destiny had a PVE element, but they did the exact same thing where it's, like, super dumbed down. So, like, wow, if if you don't like the dumbed down PvP, you can just PvE, and it's fine. But, like, FPS, your only, like, way to play this game is you go shoot other people. And when you take that away, it's like, why, why play this kind of genre? Because
1: you can build things.
4: Well, in Fortnite now.
1: Yeah, that's what I was joking. So like, Fortnite,
4: we'll- Fortnite did a good job.
1: Man, but- I like Fortnite, and I appreciate what it did, but at the same time, I'm like, you just made guns inaccurate, so I didn't feel as bad when i miss <laughs> people and now i build walls instead that feels like i feel like you put bumper lanes up in my game when i was like dude what the fuck i was happy missing put the no, bumpers I, down
4: let me gutter ball okay go play a game like an fps where you can't build it's gonna feel so bad when you're like there's like a bridge above you and you want to get there and you're like now i have to walk all the way around and waste like 30 seconds in fortnite you're just like fuck it dude
0: bridge, yeah, so here boom. explain you build this to because sure, i've only sure, played fortnite yes. a little bit But, like, I played PUBG a lot before. I want to like Fortnite because I kind of enjoy the fact that it's so popular right now and that it seems more approachable and just, like, a... It's definitely more your speed. It's better. It's a better (laughs) creative game. But I'm I'm enjoying PUBG more because, like, in Fortnite, I'm watching and people are, like, actively building walls while people are shooting at them. I'm like, that just feels like such a weird mechanic. Like, I'm building a wall... Right? It's just, it's really it's, weird. Okay,
4: it's really weird. Like, I remember the first time I played Fortnite, I literally was just laughing and I was, like, breaking walls. Like, how is this in FPS? Like, I was i was really confused. Yeah. But when you play it, like, it feels a lot better when it's not, like, in FPS, like, the general consensus is, like, they get the first shot, they win now. Like, that's how a lot of FPS are. Like, you just die before you can react. And this game actually gives you a chance to react and do something. Yeah, so I just it's wish not there just, was,
0: like, a shield or something, instead, so, like, your, your your, I'm building a wall for a house that doesn't exist and will get destroyed. It's just such a weird mechanic. You know?
4: That that is essentially your shield. You'd build a wall and then they can break it, and you have to build it again for your shield. So yeah,
0: like I don't, I don't know.
1: I, I like Fortnite a lot. I know I kind of BM'd it there. I think it's really cool. I just don't like how with an assault rifle I can't hit someone 100 meters away reliably.
4: Or like okay, yeah, the the it's not it's like the spread on it, the RNG. Like is too high, I think, yeah, on because yeah, it's projectile-based bullets. Yeah. It's not hit scan.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, conversely, Ovi told me that the shotguns are hit scan.
1: Uh, I don't know about if they have different things for different weapons. I mean, there's a bunch of weird mechanics in general, like that. like you cycle through your weapons, doing one shot on them or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Like there's there's a whole bunch of goofy mechanics that I like in the game because it increases skill cap, uh, and I feel like the game would be kind of lame if it was just like pew 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 pew. pew uh obviously there's a lot of skill but it's it's not aiming skill the way like pubg is pr- predominantly aiming skill
0: my whole yeah. twitch chat is spamming ask probably about march one guy even says he's gonna sub if i ask you so uh before you answer i'll just say you guys teased it at the end of the heist and then i interviewed nadeshot and in the interview with nadeshot he was like there should be an announcement coming soon so i somehow doubt that you're going to be like I'm glad you asked that. Here's all the merchandise <laughs> you're coming out with. Here's the It's link. actually right behind me. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: No. I hate that I have to keep saying, like, it's, it's coming. But it's coming. And we're all super excited about it, too. So you guys complain about it, like you guys want merch. Understand the entire team is complaining, like, we want it, too. So we're all in the same boat.
2: Bro. Do you know we're
0: that like, this can be a revenue stream? Does Nate know that? Um, can I get some free merch?
1: I asked on Twitter, and your social media people flame me for a pretty good reason.
5: Nice.
4: Um, uh, I'll give him a thumbs up for that.
1: Yeah, but can you also get me a a jacket?
4: Okay, I can get you a jacket. You mean you want the windbreaker?
1: I uh, I don't care. I just want free. The other ones,
0: clothes. I think the like definitely this. give him the windbreaker because I think the other ones are super expensive looking. Well,
1: then give me the more expensive one. I Jesus. didn't know
0: what I was comparing to. <laughs>
4: Jeez. You're so materialistic, bro.
0: <laughs> Very. Yeah. Bolt well, says yeah, there was your free easy. sub. That wasn't a free sub. That came at a cost. I had to ask probably a question I knew the answer to. It. All right. So you got nothing else to shout out, probably? You you went on your rampage about Bungie. Yeah, I I
4: didn't go too deep though because yeah, go, I feel like uh-huh. you just you have to. If you guys don't play Destiny 2, you guys won't understand my complaints. You know, I need yeah. I, this is where I just need to. I don't know, let off steam. It's, in a, it's public a
1: platform, there's 1,400 people here who might play Destiny 2, so don't worry about us too.
4: Yeah. Oh, dude, those people are were already flaming on the Destiny subreddit for you know the last six months,
0: so... RX says, why did everyone's blue lights go out? Well, Perali's blue lights went out halfway through the no. show, or like two-thirds of the way through the show, and then I looked over, and Mark had turned off his blue light, and I was like, I guess we're doing this, and so I turned oh, right. off my blue light.
1: Perali's lights had been going on and off the entire... He had only... Light for yeah, a I thought bit. I only had blue. Yeah, you only had I blue. I switched to only blue. Then you and didn't even notice, but light.
0: Gabe snuck behind you and turned on the red light. And then at some point in time, the blue light randomly died. And Gabe walked in here and was like, oh no, his blue light's off. And now he's yelling at yeah, you. I've very been following the whole show. All right. I guess. Sprint for lights. The show's done. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, I'll stick around on the stream for a little bit, but. Uh, we have a podcast of the show. I always try to say this. I think you know nobody makes it this far into the show, so it's a mistake. You should but
1: try announcing this at the beginning. iTunes,
0: Google Play, it's there. I have Patreon. I have a support page. All that stuff helps. Thanks to Owen by HP for doing this. I'm going to be in Miami. We're trying to figure out if we can make Live Hotline League happen. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to make it happen, to be completely honest, which is the ma- major challenge right now, but... I'm going to try and do that. And uh, I want to thank everyone for watching the show. You can uh, check it out over on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, twitch.tv. Travis, we try to broadcast Mondays at 8 p.m. Thanks to Prawley. Thanks to Mark. It's been episode, I think, 18.
2: Thanks for coming out, Prawley.